0: Hello, folks, and welcome to another week to another the great sports debate with my good myself and my good mate from New South Wales. We won't we won't we won't hold that against you um, over here in the west. Um, my good mate, man in the sunglasses, Kieran Longhurst. How are you, matey? Good to see
1: you. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right then, mate. Um, how are you? How are you there, the coach? Well, um, what's the um, weather over here? Is uh, pretty dismal, to be honest. Um, what's the weather like over there?
0: Well, it's fine today. It's, it's a bit of cloud cover coming now, but it's been it's it's mainly fine. It's a bit of a partly fine, partly cloudy day. I know you guys are having some pretty unusually rough weather over there again, as, as always. Uh and that's what I mean. See, why yeah. would you want why would you want to play cricket on the east coast right now? It's so beautiful here. You can play four days, five days of cricket over here in West Australia. It's perfect conditions. You know, it's 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 lovely for cricket over here. Why why would you wanna why would you want to play cricket on the east coast? I really don't know. Um, although I say that in jest, of course. <laughs>
1: oh so I take it that you heard about the uh, Tasmanian. Who do want to try and take the fifth test? They can have it as far as I'm concerned.
0: They want the <laughs> match; they can have it as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I would. Um, no, no. Seriously, seriously. You know, if 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 that's the decision that Cricket Australia choose to make, well, they choose to make it. They long ago abandoned West Australian cricket and its fans long before the pandemic started. Um, you know, they've long since you know ignored us and and i don't i don't uh, i don't hold uh those that run the game on the east coast entirely to blame i also hold west australian those running the game in west australia at the highest level to blame a little bit too they've allowed things to happen that quite frankly shouldn't have happened um but anyway that's that's as it is you know um yeah, look. If you want to have a test match in Tasmania and have three or four days of it rained off, and you want to lose the Ashes five nil, go for your lives because I think England's going to beat them anyway. Um, maybe, well, maybe well, beating them five 0 is a bit optimistic, but yeah, you know, I do think England's going to beat them anyway. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't think the Australian team's going to be uh, going to be able to, to you know, to put it, put it, put up a, a reasonable. Well, they'll try, but I I I just think England are a little bit, as you've said previously. I think England will
1: just be a little bit better than them this time around. Yeah, I mean, look, I think um, I've I've actually said it for I've, I've said it for months. Um, to be honest, I think um England, I think I wouldn't be surprised if if England was to win the Ashes, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm not saying that England will win the Ashes. I'm just saying that don't put a past on because I've been following them since February and. Yeah, I mean that's what I say. I just say I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him.
0: I think the game changed when Brett Ben Stokes <laughs> said he was going to be available. I think the game changed. I think as soon as as soon as he became available, I think the game changed. Now the reason I say that is because this England team coming here bears a lot of resemblance to the England team that came here in 1986, and around 1986, 87. A lot of people said that England team wasn't going to be strong enough to beat the the Australian side under Alan Border. And what did they do? They not only won the Ashes, they won the World Series Cup and they won just about everything that was on offer. And both of them literally tore apart Australia in that series. That was the second Ashes series where he did it. He did it then. And off the back of that, he ended up playing for Queensland. But I'm telling you right now, Stokes is going to have one heck of a... I think he's going to have a good tour and I think he he may well do that. And uh, if he does, England, I don't think Australia has has a counter for him.
1: I think, to be honest, it was even. It was pretty even before Ben Stokes came. But then, with the announcement that Ben Stokes is coming, you can just sort of maybe sort of see the pendulum might be swinging more towards England's favour. Just in the sense of, just in the sense, like for me, I feel like that now with Ben Stokes is in the team, it makes their batting now more. It makes the batting now complete. You know, there's no. I mean, like you can literally, you you literally can now pick their one. I mean, well, I mean, apart from maybe the openers. I mean, David Milan, he he'll he'll obviously bat three, but I mean, I mean, Rory Burns and Um me, You know, um, whether or not you know Don simply or um, who else who else that they brought over, um, manages to get um to get first crack at, but um maybe um gets first crack at the role, but. You know, I mean, most probably will be um, Hamid and, and Burns, but it just sort of makes England a little bit more complete. And it's more so then now you're looking at it saying, okay, their batters are now sort of solid, and it's a bloody good batting lineup." <clears throat> so then <clears throat> comparing it to, say, the Australians, and I then look at the Australians and I go, well, when you do a row-by-row comparison, so you go, okay, then. Milan and Labochain, okay, Labashane sort of maybe got it a little bit, a little bit maybe, but not but not that much. You then go, okay, Root and Smith. Pretty much negates itself. Number five, we don't know who's batting five yet. Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes would well, uh, against Ben, so obviously one of the best all-rounders in the game at the moment. So obviously Ben Stokes, no matter who it would be, unless, it's, unless you bat Steve Smith down at five and you bat someone else up at four. So, yeah, but, you know, and then, and then number six, Johnny Basto and Cameron Green. So, yeah.
0: So um, you, you, asked me, you asked me last week, and I, I did say before we started the show that I hadn't done it, but you asked me last week to, to ha- take a look over what I thought would be an Australian test team in the first test. I did, I, as I say, my view is that this is now the time when the Australians need to start thinking about the future. They need to accept to a degree that this Ashes series uh, is not the one they win. I go, as I say, I go back to, I go back to, and I pinpoint the 86 87 Ashes series. The Australians in that 86 87 Ashes series, that was a watershed moment. That was a moment where the Australians realised that, you know, they needed to stick with young talent, they needed to stick with youth, they needed to stick with that, and it would pay off the end. And it did. Three, four years later in 89, they went to England to in 89 and beat England in the ashes. So um this, I'm this go on. This is what I'm thinking, and, and I, I just think that you know, picking Harris to bat with Warner. As opener, when you've got a guy in Henry Hunt in South Australia who is in form and making runs at a time when you're looking for someone to do it, I think is a mistake. I think, okay, okay, he's not played at test level, he's untried, but everyone who's first going to get the shot is untried. So you pick a guy while he's making runs, and I think they should pick him. I think they should be building their top order around Manus. Manus is clearly the future. I don't believe Kwaja is a, is a good move. I think that's the past, and I don't think they should even be entertaining the mere thought of it. Um, all due respect the Wiseman. Um, I think they need to. I think they need to have a serious sit down with Warner and Smith and discuss when those two men intend to retire from international cricket, because I can see what's going to happen here. You think about this: Warner, Smith, Stark, Payne. Lion, all go pretty much at exactly the same time. Now, likelihood of those scenarios, Lion's the one that I'm probably saying is less likely out of those four, but even four of them going at the same time, or three of them going at the same time. Hasn't Australian cricket ever learnt its lessons from the past? Lily, Marsh, no. Chapel, all retired at the same time. What happened? Left, left a dirty great big hole in the team. Langer. McGrath, Hayden, Langer, McGrath, Warren all retired at the same time. What along with Martin and then Hayden Gilchrist not long after it. What did it leave? Dirty great big hole on the team. You know, don't
1: let's not do this again. Let's not do this again. Yeah, point. but um yeah, but I look, look, I'll say this you now. I, I think Stark and Smith potentially is like they're 31, 32, they maybe got one maybe, I mean, like Stark. Maybe I mean, got a couple more years left. I mean, Smith certainly. At test September, level, but I think at test level, yeah, how do you take wickets? Oh, I think, I think now, I mean, Warren's that, right, I'm you know, exactly... Warren,
0: I hate to say it, but the public and the public disagrees. But I think Shane Warren's comments are exactly spot on. With him, the best bowlers in that team right now, the best of the three pace quicks in that team right now are Hazelwood and Cummins. They've, yeah,
1: supplanted, I they've
0: supplanted him. They've supplanted him. What? Hazelwood Hazelwood oh, think- is, is probably is probably um, he's not as good as McGrath, but he's on that, on that, he's of that ilk. Cummins is a pure quick. They've lost Patterson. He's retired. He's gone I think they have to start thinking about what's going to come next. Um, I, I, well, think
1: I think is, it's more now. I, I actually think now, or oh then well then well then in that case there, what you then do is you then sort of you then give Patty Cummins and Josh Hazelwood the new ball.
0: I think that has to happen. I think Pat Cummins should give him the new ball. I think it's ridiculous to have a get a guy of that pace and you don't hand him the new ball. It's 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 just crazy.
1: Well, this is my theory. You think it's more so that they're probably thinking Thinking like this, because it's an ashes, because it's a big series, it kind of like a final. All right, take take the take like LeBron James with the LA Lakers, how he how he's close to the end of his career, and how that the Lakers are close. So what do you do? He managed to get some of you know, managed to get some um, other big name players to come over there and play um, for him. Kind of like what Hawthorne did after they lost two thousand um, after they lost the two thousand twelve Grand Final to the Swans. We got in Brian Lake and. And we just kept getting, you know, um, a couple of other players, um, um, mature senior head players like Chip Frawley and all them there to just try and fill a gap at that time. At that time, because it's because they're in that window because they're thinking, all right, it's the Ashes, home series, don't want to lose. We can't, we don't really want to lose, so let's go with someone to who we. Have tried who's tried and true, rather than someone that who's young and inexperienced. But then, and then let the occasion get to him in the ashes.
0: Um.
1: Yeah. I look.
0: Well, they they
1: probably
0: could. Well, they probably
1: would know that. They 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 probably know that they're off that they're that close to the tip of the cliff. So they're probably thinking, okay, then let's just let's just ball it off. And then once we do, once 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 everyone goes, we just bring in the new kids. Yeah, right. right.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Mission repeats itself yet again. And this is what I say: they do it all the time. They don't manage players. The only I can tell you, the only time in history that Cricket Australia has actually successfully managed retirement of two of its most senior players in the team was when Ian Healy and Mark Taylor both retired. They made sure that those men went at separate times. They made sure that it was managed. They were managed out. They did all of the processes to make sure of that. That was the only time where they actually did it. And they did it because they knew they had to. They knew they could not afford to have the two go at the same time. And there was a chance. I do believe, and Healy has has not said it outright, but I do believe that Taylor and Healy seriously cons- considered retiring together from the team. So they managed that. Healy stayed on. He didn't go. He stayed on. Now, you go back to when Marsh, Lillian, Chappell retired. At the time, Australian cricket had an opportunity then to make sure that all three of them didn't go. Chapel and Lily were going to retire because that was the point they were ready. But in a cricket, Australian cricket had a chance to make sure that Rod Marsh didn't. And the way they had a chance to make sure that Rod Marsh didn't was giving Rod Marsh the Australian captaincy, which would have meant that he would have gone to the West Indies and he probably would have come, he probably would have gone through the next summer. Then he would have gone which would have meant you at least would have had his experience for two more years, which would have helped Kim Hughes out. The point I'm making is, is that we're here. We are again. Now here's, here's, I, I've said it before. What an ideal opportunity. You need someone to bat at six. You need a new wicket. You need someone potentially to bat at seven. You're not sure about where the pain going to go beyond the end of the summer. Right. You've got, some candidates to replace you, Carey or Inglis. I still think it should be Inglis. Uh, although, you know, uh, and I say that, even though Philippi is making runs and he is taking catches, but bear in mind that's only just begun this summer. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm, you know, what an ideal opportunity. You leave Payne in the team as a batter, you put a new wicket keeper in, you use you allow Payne to continue to captain the team at the end of the summer, you tell Payne he's going at the end of the summer. Um you give him a new... Oh, Payne
1: pain, pain, pain deserves the right to bloody um, go out when he wants to. I think that yeah, Payne has deserved... But
0: at some point, you've actually got to. That's, that's all right, Kieran, saying he deserves the point to go what? when he wants to. And I totally agree with you. But at some point, someone's going to have to walk up to the guy, these guys, and start tapping them on the shoulder.
1: Well, well I've got a question for you. Does that mean that when Chris Rogers came back into the team towards the back end when he was around 34th, 35, you wouldn't have picked him? No, I wouldn't have. And I said it at the time. But, and I'll say this to you now, Chris Rogers was, uh, I, still was I still believe this. Here. He was He is, He was David Warner's best opening batsman partner. Well, he might have been, but I wouldn't and have picked batted, him. And, I he batted batted picked with, and he batted with him for at least three years. I wouldn't have picked him. The years reason years. I wouldn't
0: have picked him is because you now have the problem. The result of picking him, you've now got the problem you now got the problem because there's no obvious successor. There's no obvious successor. And there's now no obvious successor to Warner.
1: Well, you could potentially maybe even think that they were looking at maybe Matt Renshaw, but then Renshaw, you know, wasn't, um, has maybe. It's know, like when they the picked, all due respect,
0: the all your respect, it's like when they picked Callum Ferguson. Finally. That was, that was the wrong move at that time. Um, you know, some, you know, what I'm saying is, is that at some point, once a lot of those players who were in that team in the, in the, in the era of success, um, at, at, at the point, and it's not, it's not when Smith got the captaincy, it was actually when Clark got the captaincy. At that point, that was when they should have gone through and they should have started making some significant changes and building for the future. And they haven't, and, and they aren't doing it. And my concern is that they're going to repeat, they're going to repeat it yet again. I go back, I go back. There's a reason England are now where they are. And why they're now where they are is because they actually finally, for once in their cricketing cycles and lives, made a decision. And it started mainly under Nasser Hussein and then went on into Michael Vaughan's era, where and It's continued on under Joe Root and others, where and Alistair Cook, where they bled, they blooded young players. They didn't allow the scenario to occur where all their stars went at exactly the same time and they were left with the duty grabbed hole. Whereas in the 90s, yeah. in, the, in the 90s, when they were struggling, that is something they did. And then they always turned back to these old blokes who were not up to it any longer.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, but then when you then take a look at, you know, I mean, some of the people who they have playing I mean, when they do play young, some of them young, some of them don't play test cricket again. Or some of them wait years and years and years after before they play test cricket. So, I mean, I mean, it's all well and good when, when you're saying, here, I picked the young kid here because he's scoring runs and is and in form. But what happens there when he's playing in Stuart Broad, Joffre Archer and James Anderson up at the Gabba, can he handle that 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 top quality sure. bowling for one? But also hold on a second, hold on a second. But what happens if he gets out touch wood for a duck, gets or you know, they manage to just run rings around him and he just loses his and he loses his confidence. And when he goes back to shield, he's you know, he's he's all over the joint. And sure. it and it burns his confidence. Yeah. There's a point where there, there is a point. That if you play a young kid too early, that you know, I mean look, sure, you could potentially burn him. Kieran? Go on. Yes.
0: Steve Wall. The greatest ever player to ever play. One of the great, one of the greats to play for Australia. Steve Wall.
1: Yes. Yes. He made
0: his debut around 85, 86, 87 for Australia. He didn't score his first test 100 till the 89 Ashes sewer. They didn't drop him. They stuck with him. Uh, Craig McDermott, young fast bowler, absolute terror. That was a
1: different time.
0: Oh, so that was a different time. Yes, it was a different time. But you can't keep running this idea. Sometimes you've got to take risks, and sometimes you've got to be prepared to do. Something a little bit bold and a little bit different. Australian cricket has stopped what it used to do. Being prepared to pick the young up-and-coming talent. David Hawks is a prime example of what young up-and-coming talent is. They picked him in the centenary test off the back of some runs in shield cricket. What did he do in the first over? He came out. He belted Tony Gregg for five or six balls in the over. So... The point I'm making is that there was a time when Australian cricket used to take the punt. It, it wasn't frightened to try young kids and give them a go. I'm not talking about kids in 18, 19, 20. I'm talking about them. they, were in their, they weren't frightened to try someone in their mid-20s. They have done that with Green. They have done that with Bukowski. The point I'm making is that they also weren't frightened to try a play, give a player a go who had made runs in shield cricket. Likewise, Henry Hunt's the example of that. He's making runs. I chuck him in, give him the punt. Harris has had his go. That's the point I'm making. Harris has had a few goes at this, and it hasn't worked.
1: Well then, can I? Well then, well then, can I ask you this question here? Because you said a couple of weeks ago that Sean Marsh and Mitch Marsh weren't given a fair go. What's the difference between Harris and Marsh? Well, Sean Marsh. What the? What I'm saying with Harris is Harris
0: is an opener and they always picked him as an opener, right? Yep. Sean Marsh got picked as an opener, got picked at number three, got picked at number five, got picked at number six, got picked at number four. He got moved around that much. It was ridiculous. Mitch Marsh was injury prone. So he never got his, – his not being given a go was more the fact that every five minutes he got in the team, he got injured, you know, and and – now this is his most sustained. This is Mitch Marsh's most sustained run he's ever had without an injury touch wood. Of course, talking about Sean Marsh, guess who's just got himself a calf injury up at the gabba playing in in playing in the in the Sheffield Shield? Sean Marsh. So, you know, the guy's injury prone anyway. Harris has only ever been picked as an opener. That's the point of making. I'm not saying don't give him another run. The point I'm making is, you've got a young, you've got Henry Hunt, who is actually in form, is actually making runs, and he made runs last year. While well, I had Jeffrey Mitchell as well, he's up to about his fifth, maybe even his sixth hundred. Give the guy the chance. Let put the faith in him. Say, right, let's put him in. Let's see if he can do it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Accept that. Yes. But could you also go on? Go what about what about if you're going to hold that, you're going to hold the principles of not being given a fair go? I tell you what, there's one guy that never was never hasn't been given a fair go because he was dumped after making a hundred at the test level, Curtis Patterson, and he's never yeah, been. Yeah, I seen will
1: say that. that he's that, never that's, been seen. That's got a fair one. So that's a fair point. You know, because well, you also so, argue just going just going with your Sean Marsh argument because he was in the team, he never he he never actually found a way to submit to Well, he he
0: also made runs and never – he also often made runs and then got injured not long after it. So that was another bit of a problem with him. Uh, But Mm. that's another issue. They're getting injury – I believe that's a whole different issue and I believe that's got to do with, A, they're probably not warming up. You know, A, they're probably not warming up properly. B, they're probably spending far too much time doing gym work and not enough time actually doing what they should be doing. But that is another issue. Mm. I actually think sports scientists – all due respect to our friends who are in the sports science brigade. Certain sports scientists have turned the whole thing into a cottage industry for their own benefit. But in terms of what I'm saying, I don't I believe right now this is an ideal opportunity for them to try and do something different. They're not gonna. That's fine. They're not gonna. To be brutally honest, I don't believe the first test team will have very much change at all. The only change will be that Pekoski will not be there. Harris will be there instead. Um, Everyone else will be still where they were. This talk of Mitch Marsh coming in the team, yes, I think I understand the principles behind it. And I'm not saying it's not a bad idea, but... I don't think it'll happen. I think Green will will stay. He's just made a he just made a 50, 60-odd in, in the first innings of the... WA's first innings of the Gabba again anyway. Uh, and he does... And let's face it, he doesn't like the Gabba. He seems to like the Gabba, Does Greeny. Uh, well, he does, because the last three games at the Gabba, he's made nearly 500-odd Sheffield-Chill runs at an average of just over 100. So, you know, or just below 100. So, you know, so... I don't, yeah, I don't see much change. I don't see much change coming. I think this is, unfortunately, I think this was an opportunity. What I would like to see them do, they've got an Australian A team playing the England Lions. That's where I'd like to see them actually try, your Henry Hunts and those guys, and and find out what they're capable of. Because at some point during this summer, they're going to have to try and give, they're going to have to take a part. At some point, they're going to have to take a punt. All I'm saying, I guess what I'm trying to say, Kieran, is... At some point, Smith, Warner, Stark, those guys go. What do you do? You let them go at the same time. They all decide to retire. Say Australia yeah. win the Ashes. Say they win the Ashes. Say they win it convincingly. Now, no one at the time, at the start of the summer, when Warren, McGrath and Langer decided to retire, no one at the beginning of that summer thought that was going to happen. It was after the Adelaide Test match. It was after the Perth Test match after they clinched the ashes that those three men decided to go. What happens if we get that scenario this summer of Warner and Smith and start go, well, can't get much better than this, we're going?
1: I can't see. I mean, look, in all honesty, look, part of me agrees with you. I mean, part of me agrees with you is like when they, because like when they all go, I mean, but, but then I then just look and I go, going off what you're saying, you know, that that means that you probably wouldn't have picked Mitchell Johnson for that summer there when, when, when he did that when he did that amazing work there. And I'm just looking I'm like... Well God, he was he already in his at the time. No, he wasn't. He got injured, but then he but but he got injured against South Africa when they got out to 72, but he never got picked after that. Until, until uh, actually,
0: sometimes, look, sometimes but, there's always the anom- anomaly. There's sometimes the anomaly here. That's 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 the reality. Sometimes you, but get actually, Sometimes you get something that
1: doesn't. I think Smith has still got maybe a, another year or a couple more years left in him. I think Smith has. Um, Stark, you know, look fast bowlers. I'm not going to comment about fast bowlers. Warner's 35, so he's towards the back end of his bread. But then again, what we saw with Chris Rogers and the way he performed last night, you know, I mean, he could go on for another year or two. So I mean, yeah, uh, short form of cricket.
0: I'm not denying it. These guys could still play short form of cricket.
1: I'm not saying they can. But I actually, we're not I, actually to be honest. I think to be honest, we'll see Steve Smith retire from 2020 cricket and he'll just play short form and he'll just play one day on test cricket. I actually think that then. I actually do think that Smith's more likely to to rather than retire from the test first, he'll be more likely to play well, he, the, probably covers,
0: likely, he probably he probably he covets the baggy green a lot more than um, a lot more than Warner does anyway.
1: Mm, uh.
0: Warner Warner, uh, all due respect to to uh, Smith, probably cherishes his baggy green a little bit more than he does the others, um, the other two formats. Whereas I'm not a hundred percent sure. And, look, I understand their reasonings. I understand why they want to earn big money. I get that. Um, I get that. But, you know, I still say that ultimately, at the end of the day, we all know what T20 cricket is. It's entertainment. And we're, we may as well get into that discussion because we are now talking T20 World Cup. Congratulations to Australia on making the final. be honest with you, I don't see, you win, don't see them winning it. But I've been saying I didn't see them get to the final either. So they're there. So who knows what's going to happen? Mind you, they are there against a, a very, very strong and a very, very capable New Zealand. Um, uh, I'm wondering if uh, New Zealand's seven
1: Conway's out.
0: Done. Yeah, Conway's out, so that makes a bit of a difference. That does make a bit of a difference. Um, so
1: now to win this World Cup. I'll say this to you now: Australia needs David Warner to fire. If David Warner doesn't fire, oh. Australia does not win. Because, no, no, because here's the thing. Warner got, Warner got, Warner top scored. Marsh got off to a bit of a start. Here's the thing. I'll say, I'll say three names. Marsh, Smith and Maxwell. Those three wickets. Look, okay. Finch got our first ball, but that there was just an absolute peach of a ball. All right. So you can describe that one. Marsh, Smith and Maxwell got out playing shots so that they shouldn't have played. Yeah. And that there actually put a lot, and that actually put a lot more pressure on. things. Like David Warner, had he reviewed that, he wouldn't have been out. So to be honest, so to be honest, like I'm saying it to you now, Warner's been our top performer this whole series, this whole World Cup. He needs well, three. So player.
0: let's let's be let's be honest. They're going to need they're going to need they're going to need a lot of things to go their way. They're going to need to bowl well. I agree with um, that. Oh, yeah, they will probably going to bowl first bowl, because yeah. that's what they've done through the entire tournament. Unless they have a brain fade change their mind, they're going to need to bowl well. They're going to need to bowl extraordinarily yes. well. They're going to have to keep New Zealand to a a modest a modest total. Um, and even then, I think New Zealand. Where's it been
1: played now.
0: at? I'm assuming it's played somewhere. I don't know. I'm because assuming-
1: there's one because because I because I know there's one grand if I'm not mistaken that has like a boundary on one side. I think fifty. That's like fifty something meters or. Sixty meters or something like it's a real short boundary, and the other end is like a like a massive boundary. But yeah, so that, that, two that, things two running. things
0: will have to will have to happen. One, uh, they'll have to bowl well. They have to keep New Zealand to a, a modest total, uh, and even then, if New Zealand are kept to a modest total, New Zealand could probably defend it. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's going on whether they can do it. They're there. They have a chance. Uh, but a lot of people thought when they were last there, which the only other time they have been there, against England and the West Indies, a lot of people thought oh, yeah. they'd win that one. And they didn't. So um, if all the pointers and all the indicators go there, I, I still think the experience that New Zealand have had of World Cup finals recently...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, world Test Championship final win. Uh, Williamson, who is with by far one of the best captains in the world today. Yeah, uh, um, I'll give you that. On, on on the basis of all that, um, New Zealand will win it. But you know, I would have thought Pakistan would have beaten the Australians this morning and it, overnight, and it didn't happen. So. And I would have thought England probably would have would have nudged New Zealand, and that
1: didn't happen. So, you know, honestly, honestly, I actually thought. I mean, like the way I Pakistan played. It, I mean, someone actually said it. I mean, one of the commentators said it was very Matthew Hayden. Like you could tell Matthew Hayden's influence on the Pakistan um, team um, on on their batting. And when I was actually watching after after they said that, I actually started. Looking into it, um, like like keeping because I, I watched the whole game. I mean, like to be honest, man, I have not slept. I have not slept. Okay, I've been up. Or I have been up, and I watched the whole game. I have not slept. So, um, but but when I but, but when I saw it, it did make a, a valid point, you know. Matthew Hayden. I mean, it, it did make a pretty good point, and I do think, you know, I mean, they got a very they got some very good young kids in that Team, I mean, like Shaheen Shah Afridi, that ball that he bowled to Aaron Finch, and he almost got to March out the very next ball. Only the fact that it, was, that it wasn't hitting the stumps. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I will tell you what, Pakistan in the next couple of years are going to be very, very tough. But uh, I'll say, but 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 I'll say now that with the Australian team, we need we need things to go right. Uh, you, you were right. I mean, a lot of things have got to go our way. Can I see us winning it? Our bowlers are going to have to be bowling well. That's, that, that's just like, uh, with the way how we batted last night, if Warner doesn't score most, doesn't get off to a good start, then it's really going to be very, um, it's going to be a long road for us.
0: Hmm. No, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, uh... They're in. They have their shot. They have a real chance. We'll see how it goes. Um, we will. We really will see how it goes. So, you know, um, it's. I, I still, on the basis of probabilities, I still think New Zealand gets the job done. But um, um, yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see how it happens. And what transpires? Um, well, the Socceroos. Well, they didn't concede. <laughs> They didn't win either, um, but at least they got a point out of it. The problem is there was no goal. There was no goal scored. Uh, yeah, that that poses a little bit of problem. And if you look at the you look at the ladder at halfway, Japan is now right up their tailpipe. Um, in fact, there's only a point separating. Separating yeah. them. So now now that next game against China at home becomes critical. Um, they've got to make sure that they beat China, Oman, and Vietnam. Again, they've got to make sure they deal with those three again, like they did the first time around. Then they're going to have to make absolutely certain that they beat Japan at home when they get them at home. Um, They're obviously going to have to face Saudi Arabia away. So, which won't be easy. So they can't rely on a scenario occurring again where, this happens. They finish third. And yeah. they go against sortie. They have to get it done. And that's not going to be an easy task. Um, they really... A yeah. point's not bad. A point's not bad. A, point if, isn't... No, a point's not bad. A win would have been. Would have put them in a far better... Uh, a,
1: a, win were, a win would have been better, but a loss was... Absolutely. Would have been diabolical. Would have been... Yeah, would have been you know up the branch zoo. But I think that cuz i actually watched a bit of the game i actually watched a bit of it it was very you know it was actually very high it was actually very high intensity um the saudis played really well i mean like there was a period there where the saudis played really well um where they just looked a little bit on top and then you know australia also in, in that counter attack it was very it was very even but also like because it was raining as well uh, you know that there also i think might have um Affected might have also affected it a little bit, but uh, Saudi Arabia—they—they they are the real deal. I think. I think. Uh, I think the Saudis are are, um, are the real deal. Um, but I do think, in all honesty, um, a point. Look, look. I said this last week. We lose, we lose. We're gone. Well, not we're we're gone, but we lose. We're up. This we're. It's catastrophic. We need to get a point, and we got the point. So, would I like to win? Yeah, but you know what? What can we do? What can we say? You know, these guys here you now go back to their clubs now, and then they've got to, you know, keep fit, get their, you know, get get themselves back in form, and then get ready for the next game. That's what they've got to do. Well,
0: they get China next at home, and I think that's a, that will be a crucial game. They need to get they need to get the win there. Um, yeah, and they, they need to make sure of the other two that they've beaten as well. Oman and and Vietnam. They clear
1: those... Go on. on. If they can clear those
0: three games, then the path does get just a little bit easier.
1: Easier. Here's what I'm thinking that the Australians might do, and this might just be me and and so forth. Play your strongest team for your next three. You win them. You win them. Japan... Obviously, you play, you play your strongest team, but you play in a way – how do I say it? Well, we're, we're playing Japan at home, right?
0: We'd have to be playing them at home because we played them in Japan. So we'd, assuming that okay, it's and yeah, no, no, league, we'd yeah. have to have them here.
1: Yeah, yeah. so which means – okay, so it might give us a little bit of home ground of So which means we maybe, maybe try to get a win with that there, but we play mostly to draw. Don't lose any points against – don't lose any points against Japan. Well, yeah. like give which, it to the yeah. You know, give it to the fact that give it to the fact that it's like okay then. Uh, don't let Japan get as break even with Japan. Think of it like that, like the, the 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 Japan game break even with that, and then the Saudi game because we've won the first because we won the first but like the the first three we drew against, if we draw against Japan, we do that against the Saudis break even again. We're through. That's how you just got to think, yeah. in all honesty.
0: the des- un- Unlike past, the destiny's in their own hands. It could very quickly come out of their own hands, but we'll see what happens. But the draw is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so they've got that. In other news around the around the world game, um, Stephen Gerrard, who is now the new manager at Aspen Villa. So he's he's getting, yeah, I heard closer. That. He's getting closer. He's <laughs> He's getting closer. I don't know how... How much longer before Liverpool will try to make a play for him? Um, or a Liverpool, oh. Liverpool thinking
1: he's the replacement for Jurgen Klopp. Um, depends on how long Jurgen actually wants to go on for. I mean, like if Jurgen wants to like say, you know what, I want to be the next Sir Alex Ferguson, I want to be the next I want to be the Sir Alex Ferguson of this club, then you know they say to Stephen, Well, he's gonna be here for the long haul, and you know Well, he's gone.
0: He's gone to Aston Villa, and if it's anything like what he did at Rangers, he, he, he should have some success with him. Um, you know, because he did do a very good job at Rangers. Um, speaking of guys doing a very good job, Ange Postacoglu is doing a really good a job toddler. with Celtic. Uh, and in fact, they've even got it, they've even given him his own song. The Celtic fans even sing a song about Ange from the terrorists. The terraces, so um, you know, he, he's won the fans, he's and he's doing well, which is which is great to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, that there's I mean, look, that's a, that's another thing there. What you, to what Ange um, can now do to get his, I mean, look, obviously, he's coaching in Europe, but that's another stepping stone for Ange to go from Europe to you know, um, into the Premier League or into like those, um, you know, into like England or Spain, or I mean, no respect to Scotland. I mean, like, I mean, like no disrespect to Celtic and the Scottish League and whatnot. That there is that there is still high. I mean, that there is still up there. But you know, I mean, I, I, I think I think if you were to ask And, um, off the record or even on the record, I mean, like and whatnot, would you want to coach in the Premier League or would you want to coach at you know one of the big one of the big leagues? He would he, jump at it. Not saying that the Scottish not not saying that the Scottish League isn't, but um, if you were to ask And. Uh, Celtic or the Premier League, he probably would say Celtic now, but if you would ask him off the record, he'd probably say, uh, well, but then again, he might say Celtic.
0: What do you reckon? What do you reckon to this idea? Gareth Southgate, what? after the World Cup, announces he's retiring as England win the World Cup. Gareth Southgate announces he's retiring as England manager, and they ring up Ange Postacoglu and offer him the job as England coach. you reckon the England people will go spare at the idea of an Aussie coaching their team? <laughs>
1: Oh man, I can see so many football jokes in that. They're saying, 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 "This is our game. This is our game." And we're going to, go, to go down under, but uh, but I don't think Andrew probably would not want to take it. I mean,
0: no, I know. I'm I mean, just, I'm just, I'm just having a laugh. I tell you what, um, if he was off of the Scottish job, I'd be if I if I was in Andrew's seat and I was off of the Scottish job, I might think differently because Scotland. Certainly, um, love him. They love him, and and, he, and and who knows? But you know, but you but know, he, say that. Just, I think he probably would want a Premier League job if one was to become a
1: possible. Yeah, if one was, to, if one was to become available, but, but also let's not also shortcut this. Year. I mean, like, he's like he, he, he's only just starting now, really, um, at at Celtic. So I mean, um, you know, I mean, um, obviously he would want to stay there. I mean, and make he's he got I, to win titles for Celtic
0: first. Yeah, he's got to win a title. Yeah, he's got so one, so. and let's be br- brutally honest. They actually haven't won anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. he's just doing well with them, they haven't won anything yet. So, um, we have to wait and see if they start winning. If they win something, well, his case naturally goes up. Um, but I agree with just you,
1: like, really. just like with you. Just like we've had quite Jürgen Klopp. They win, they win leagues, they win titles. What happens? You know, bigger clubs start to get to notice them and they sort of say, you know what? You want to, you want to, come, you want to well, come work for us? you know, be honest
0: with you, um, I think England might want to take a serious look at offering Jürgen the job as England manager if uh, if and when Gareth goes. Um, whether he'd have success at international level, I don't know, but he's, he's certainly proven he can win it. He can do things at at, at club level, so you know whether whether that's what he would do, I don't know. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I'm not when I say England manager. What I'm I'm, point is is I don't think England should muck around. If Gareth Southgate wants to go on after Qatar, they probably and assuming they do well, um, I don't think they have any reason not to not to extend his deal. you know, you know but we, we see we' see England in the past as I say, when it comes to football have hung on to hang on to managers a little too long. Sir Ralph Ramsey was a prime example of that. Um, he went one cycle too many and uh, his, his star, as successful as it was having winning the only World Cup as England manager, uh, his star got diminished the next time around. And then of course, as we know, um, the great manager of Leeds, Don Reedy, totally unsuccessful with England. Um, and his star got massively diminished. And then he went off to the Middle East and, and really got massively diminished. You know, let's face it. The, the one England manager that should have been England, one manager that should have been manager of England um, was the late, great Brian Clough. And he was never, he was never given the gig. And we know why, because they didn't like the fact that he told them what he thought. Which is typical of can be a bit typical of England. They tend to not like the English establishment, the 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 old schools type establishment. in England tend to not like people who tell them what they think. Of. That might also, be but also,
1: but also, I mean, uh, probably also, I mean, like in looking at it as well. I mean, coaching England. I mean, not coaching England, coaching at, at at international level. Um, even just take, I mean, Ange Postacoglu, I mean, for instance, coaching Australia. I mean. It is a very tough. It is a very tough gig. I mean, it is a very tough gig. It's, it's a different very tough gig. role. Yeah, um, it, it, it is a very different gig. You're playing. I mean, like you're not playing week to week. You're playing more no. like, like, like three games every six months at best. Yeah. So see, I knew, I knew, see, I knew. I knew.
0: See, I, 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 talking from my experience when I was, I had the opportunity potentially to coach an international team or certainly a national team when that came about. And I was considering doing it. And I knew going in, it was a different type of job, that I wasn't going to be, from a hockey point of view, doing week to week. I wasn't going to be having to focus every week on a, on a game. But I I, you know, I was going to have to get myself set around pre-periods um, of time when they would be playing intensively for a week or a couple of weeks. And then there'd be nothing yep. for months. So it is a different gig. Mind you, I, I in saying that, talking about English establishment, I'm just wondering if Ange would possibly struggle with the old school Thai brigade south of the border. Um, they are a little bit... They do tend to not go for people who um, are outspoken, and Ange can be. Ange
1: is outspoken, what? and I'm not sure... What, that's what, what? What I I I the Scottish national team is that what you were saying?
0: No, I'm talking about England. I'm talking about English Premier. Ah. I'm wondering if he would he would end up in in the in that league because. Well,
1: no, Mike and Jose Mourinho. That's all I can. I mean, like. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know,
0: yeah, and it is a bit different. Of course, some of the clubs are not owned by, so it it is a bit it is a bit different. But we we have to see. You know, I look. I as I say, go you go back to Brian Clough. Now Brian Clough was one of the... I believe is was 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 a man before his time, and um, there's you know, Cloughy was outspoken, and that's why a he never ended up England manager. And I think had England appointed him manager, they would have won a World Cup. They would have had a World Cup on him. They would have won them. A, he would have got it for him. Him and Peter Taylor would have got it for him. Um, there's no doubt about. And then of, and then football would have gone home. Well, yeah, but let's let's remember this that you know this is a guy that took that took um, successfully took Nottingham Forest, who was a bottom of the table. Sorry guys, I'm
1: sure.
0: I'm losing I seem to be losing the feet all the time on, on the phone, but that's okay. This was a guy who took Nottingham Forest, who was a bottom of the table second division in those days. Yep. Club. He took them out of second division into first division. They won first division. They won the cups. They won it all. Then he took them into Europe and they won back to back champ what is now Champions League, which was European Cup. They won back, they won them back to back. Now that's a that's a guy that did that. He did amazing. That's almost
1: almost like um, that's almost like David versus Goliath sort of shit. I mean, pardon the language, sort of stuff. I mean, um, you know, I mean, you, I think a team that you probably would say was close to that there would, would have been Leicester. And even mm. then, like... Well, yeah, the long day
0: version would have been Leicester and Leicester didn't get into Europe. Now, he on the way to that first champ, that first European Cup that they won, in the first round, they knocked out the defending European Cup champions who are the most dominant England team in in Europe, and that's that was Liverpool. So, mm-hmm. you know, so this is a guy that you know, this is this is someone that was pretty good. So the, I guess the point I'm making, getting back to Ange, Ange is doing really well. I'd be saying to Ange that if you're probably if you're gonna go anywhere, go back on the European continent and coach. One of the big Spanish teams, or one of those, you're probably gonna. I, I'm. I'm just wondering, um, a bit more successful. I, I mind you, mind you, Spain's more, a huge. I'll tell you a huge this, I tell you this, He's a huge Liverpool fan. If Liverpool ever came and we went offered him the job, I think he'd
1: take it. I will tell you this now, you wouldn't want him. I you know, I'll tell you what, I mean, if you think the Premier League is um is high oh, yeah. pressure and whatnot, you try over there in Spain. I mean, that's yeah, well, it's there, different. It's I a mean, different.
0: It's a different pressure. We know. That. Anyway, we'll see what happens, but good, good luck to Stephen Gerrard and Ashton,
1: but here's a, Ashton Villa. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, good luck to Stephen Gerrard and, and um, Aston Villa as well. But here's a question to what I want to ask Do you think who is the next coach from Australia's point of view to get into England or to get into Europe?
0: What, well, out of Australia? Yeah. Who's not already there?
1: Well, I mean I know I mean wasn't, I mean didn't Harry Kure get um I mean I know Harry Kure lost he didn't he get
0: Yeah was um, See, it's interesting. See it's interesting. Or, or it. is he still so, What I don't know what Graham Arnold will do once he's finished with the soccer rose. Um, not sure what he'll do. Uh, so that's interesting. Um yeah, I, I, I guess that's not something I'm, I'm.
1: Yeah, that's not a question I can answer, really. Uh, because, didn't Harry Kuehl. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure, but I thought I heard an article saying that Harry Kuehl um, wasn't. Uh, he got um, let go from, he, from his he job. You could, could be right. I'm not sure on that. But then again, but then, but then again, but then again, in saying that, there, folks, I could be wrong. I'm not 100 sure. I was just, I was just asking. you might not even be coaching over there in Europe. So, but yeah, but anyway, that's, that's just a question for me.
0: Anyway, uh, we'll move on. But it's, it looks interesting. A League, of course, is starting up. That's due to commence. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks as as it starts to roll. Uh, the Perth Glory oh, got from the, the draw from, the from hell. Um, oh yes, my beloved Perth. I've got the draw oh, from home, but, um, you know, I, I think it could be interesting. It's a new era, of course, because the A-League's out on its own, running its own affairs. Um, stupid question.
1: Sorry, just a quick stupid question. But I actually just thought of this here and now. Was the game on Channel 10, the soccer um, Socceroos? Yes, I think you're right. I think it was. Okay. Oh, no, no, because, like, I'm, I watched it on Paramount. I mean, because, like... I'm yeah, I think it was. I think it was.
0: I'm not sure if it was live to a lot of places. It may well have been in replay. Um, I don't know whether they did it live against the gate in Sydney because they may have anyway because of the weather. Um, These days, they don't seem to worry about the gate. They seem to do things live against the gate in the past. They never did, of course. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But, of course, from an A-League point of view, it is a new era Um, and, and... It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, and we'll talk about I'm
1: it. I'm real. I'm really interested to actually now see how the A-league is going to go on Paramount Plus. I well, am yeah. actually really see interested.
0: how the A League goes because it's standing on its own two feet. It doesn't have, no. it doesn't have FFA hanging over its hanging over its shoulder.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, but, but what I mean is because it's like because it's on Paramount, it's on Paramount Plus. When I opened it on um, the Chromecaster and whatnot um, the, with the Google TV, you guys scroll down to where it says the sport, but then when you're on the um, ISO app on the iPad or on the phone, um, it shows it up on there. So I think what you've got – it. so I think um, I, I'm really interested to actually see how they're going to do – particularly are they going to do things, you know, like where they tell you, your teams, what teams are playing, where they're playing, like the full draw, the fixtures, because it's going to, because it's going to get confusing, I think, if they're not going to be able to wait to actually show them the draw or tell them yeah, the, will the upcoming games. We'll see. We'll see. Which is we'll why see. I'm, yeah, because, yeah, because which is why I actually said, like I'm actually waiting to see how it goes.
0: It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, in Billie Jean Cup, King Cup news: Australia got to the semi-finals and didn't win; they got knocked out. Uh, yes, yeah, saw that. And... Russia, Russia beat Switzerland um, to win the Billie Jean King Cup, but Australia has, as a result of making the semi-finals, has got themselves the number one seed position for 2022. Um, right. is the number one, they are the number one seed going into the 2022 competition. So that'll be interesting. Of course, you'd, you'd think, you'd think Ash Barty would be back in the team by then. Yeah. Um, you know, so, look, they, they made the semi-finals. Well done to Australia and um, uh, undermanned Australia. you got to remember they'd done that under, without our number one, um, although the girls that were over there did a very, very good job. Mm. Um, yeah, so congratulations. And congratulations to Russia. On getting it done.
1: Um, oh, I'll say this to you now, mate. As soon as I, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw Australia got knocked out, I instantly thought of you because we spoke about it the night before about the Billie Jean Cup, and I'm just like going, "Oh, man. really good tennis." Oh, man. There's, been, there's been some
0: really good tennis played at the Billie Jean King Cup. I've I've seen some of the highlights and watched some of the some of the highlights of it. Some really really good tennis. Um mm. it's really invigorated that format. It's really reinvigorated it, unlike what they did with the Davis Cup. They killed the Davis Cup doing what they did with that. But with the Billie Jean King Cup, they've really reinvigorated that Federation Cup format. And um and uh good on Russia for uh mm. Switzerland, I think, were the ones that knocked Australia out. Um
1: yeah,
0: and of course, Switzerland's a strong country, they have a strong team. Let's be honest, they had a strong team. Uh, and it is a team's event. It um, comes down to.
1: At what point? I mean, this is a stupid question because, like you said there, that they sort of destroyed the Davis Cup. What shouldn't they do to the Billie Jean Cup to make it like, as you said there, the well, Davis the, Cup?
0: The, the format they've currently got for the Billie Jean King Cup goes a little bit that the Fed Cup's already always in the past been that style of format where they've gone, they they might have played ties. Preliminary ties in host host one countries in different in different against different countries in another country. You know, for example, Australia might play France here in Australia or tie here in Australia. But once they got the finals, yeah. they generally played the final in one location. So that's always sort of been that way. Um, the Davis Cup, the, where they they stuffed up the Davis Cup, is is they've taken the Davis Cup and tried to do the same thing with it. the Davis Cup biggest success was always that home and away, that tie. You know, Australia would play the U.S. Yeah. here at Kuyong on a hot November in the final, on a hot November, hot November, or warm December, they'd be playing in the U.S. and it always, you know, some of those classic Davis Cup finals when Australia played the U.S., played Sweden. You, know, you go back to the 1980s, Australia played Sweden in the Davis Cup final here. Um, and you know Kuyong on grass and, and Kuyong was full, 30,000 people. Um, that's moving that to that the up to the, the format they'd moved it to was what killed it. Now in terms of the Billie Jean King Cup, as long as they don't do anything stupid, as long as, and the other thing too, as long as they don't keep playing the finals in Europe, that they start to move it around, have it in the US, bring it to Australia, play it in Asia, even if those countries are not in, play it in Asia. Even take it down into, into Africa, play it there. As long as they do that, they don't just have it up in Europe all the time, then okay. I'm fine. As soon as they start just having it in Europe, I hate to say it, they'll probably kill it. They'll kill it.
1: Okay.
0: They'll kill it. Okay, good point. The public will just switch off it. Um, they'll, they'll just They'll kill it dead. But I think they need to say, all right, well, we're going to move, the next finals will be in Japan or the next finals will be in Australia. Ash Barty's the world number one. Australia's going to host the, the Billie Jean King Cup. Maybe that's how they do it. Whoever the world number one, Australia, Billie the following year, they get the Billie Jean King Cup, something like that, I don't know. Um, but I, I think if they just keep doing it in Europe, which they have a habit of doing, the ITF, uh, with these sort of things, I think they'll um, they'll kill it dead. Okay, well, so that's that's uh, my view mean, on that. Yeah, um, um, but congratulations!
1: Could it, be, could it be played sort of like say, sort of I don't know. This might be this might be a little bit stupid, but sort of play at a, at a neutral ground, play like like when they have the home and away fixtures all the way up and until the final. And then they sort of say, okay, then if one team is in, let's say, Europe and another team say Australia, okay, then
0: we're going to...
1: Prior to this year, prior
0: to this year or the year before, that's how they did it. Last year, you'll remember the final of the Federation Cup, which has now been renamed, was played here in Perth between Australia and and we might have actually been Switzerland, actually. Might have actually been. (laughs) Or Belgium, I can't remember who it was, but that... Was here, so that's how they used to do it. So they've gone back to the more traditional uh, Fed Cup style format from from the past. Um, but what I'm saying is, is don't just. I'm just saying, don't just have yeah. it, start looking around for other venues to have it at. Um, oh yeah, yeah, within reason. Let's not get stupid. See, for example, this year, this year they had the end of season WTA finals in yeah. Mexi- in Mexico City, and that basically. A fair few of the top players decided they weren't going to go because they weren't going to play on the courts at altitude with those crazy
1: balls that did all sorts of stuff. So, it would have also affected their season going into the new, yeah. Well, that's it. So season. you know
0: you got to have a bit of, you got to the ITF unfortunately and the WTA unfortunately sometimes they don't think they don't think too well about these things and um, you know I'd hope I'd hope they don't do it but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but anyway. Uh, AFL draft news. Have you heard anything on that? I
1: think the draft is coming, isn't it? It's it's due pretty shortly. Yeah, I mean look. Yeah, I mean look, the draft is coming. I mean, look, I think we had a trade of draft picks a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago. I mean, it was it was it was after the trade period that there was a there was a trade there for draft picks. Um, I can't remember who it was by, but I mean, um, but by who they were, but I can remember that. Um. Look, I mean, when we were talking about um, on the, um, uh, the on the clock show, um, who was that player that you were saying there could be a top fiver?
0: Uh, I was talking about um, oh, not Jack Buller, um, Van Ruin from Claremont.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I haven't heard much from him.
0: No, well, he he doesn't get he doesn't he hasn't been mentioned in dispatches. Uh, he doesn't mm. get mentioned. Um, he doesn't get. He he has even way back before this. Uh, he really hasn't been mentioned. He's been mentioned by people mm. who know what they're talking about uh, in relation to this sort of stuff. Um, mm. he, he just hasn't been mentioned in the general in the general conversation.
1: Just kind of. I mean, like it just when kind I, of makes me. When think I that, said
0: like- when I said I thought he was top five, you know, in saying that I I. I said that I'm, I'm when I say I think he's top five. What I'm saying is, don't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops. He drops a little bit. I also wouldn't be surprised potentially if he could potentially move up. It just depended on what teams were looking for. Um, mind you, most of the clubs that have got top five, top five picks, the top five picks, are probably not looking for him. For him his type of footballer. So there's a possibility he's outside the top five. I certainly think he's, he, he will be inside the top 10. Um, and then, could he, of course, could then he of course potentially, the West Australian teams come into it.
1: Could he potentially slide? Like, could he slide out the Yeah, of
0: course he could. Of course he could. Uh, absolutely. Of course he could. Um, that's, that's well within the possibilities too. Yeah. Um, I don't think he will. I think he's still finishing the top 10. Um, but of course, he could
1: slide. That's always possible. Any, any of them could slide. Um, oh, yeah. About that. Oh, except for that, except for Horn Francis. I mean, he's going to be the number one. Well, yeah. He's, he's going well, to be unless
0: you're the number one, unless you're Dacos, you're, <laughs> you're Dacos and you're going to Collingwood, you got every chance of sliding. So, you know, mm-hmm. he could slide. But any club that gets him would be lucky to get him because they're going to get someone that's got the that is the Jonathan Jonathan Brown come or a Jonathan Brown type footballer. That's that's what he is. He's, oh, he's no. forward who can swing to centre half back and play that just as well. Um, well as I say, in the Colts grand final here in here, in, here at the end of the end of this season, just gone. You know, the first five goals were kicked by Clem and he had four of them. Um you know, and uh, he's a leading goal scorer in the Colts competition. He was he was right up there, Um and he's a and he's a straight kick too. He's a straight kick. He's dead straight. He, he There's 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 the only thing you're gonna have to do with this kid is bulk him up. Not much else has to be done. Even then, you well yeah, you bulk him up a little bit, but within reason. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be bulking him up to the point where he's he's top heavy, but Mm. Um, that's probably about the only thing left um, to do. Of course, if he wasn't to be drafted, I can guarantee you this year, which could also happen, but it's highly unlikely. I can guarantee you this: he'll be playing. He'll be playing full forward or centre half forward for Claremont and the league team next year, and probably, and probably kicking, <laughs> kicking a ton of goals. Because um, and then, 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 then Prescott probably... will have him. There's no doubt about it. If he, if he, he doesn't get drafted, he'll be playing league football for Claremont. I can guarantee
1: it. And then, and then he'll then get drafted again when he, and then he'll get drafted in the pre in the mid-season draft.
0: Well, if he, well, he'd still be eligible, I think, to go into the draft. Um, he's still he's still eligible. Mm-hmm. I think he still gets a second crack. So, look, he'll be drafted. There's no doubt about it. There's no way he won't be. I suggest probably. I suggest probably. If, if West Coast's first pick he's still on the board when West Coast get to their first pick they'll go, they'll take him because Kennedy only Kennedy just got an extension only for one year and they'll be looking for someone who can who can eventually replace Josh Kennedy and uh, yeah. and Van Ruin will be the, would be the perfect replacement if' they're st- if he's still on the board, and I'm not where yeah. sure their pick is. If he's still on the board when their pick's there, uh, they'll probably they'll probably go in. They'll probably take him. And unfortunately, then he yeah, sure. well no, he won't. If if West Coast take him, and uh, he'll he'll stay at Claremont. He'll play league football for Claremont because West Coast are not uh, are not doing a host club arrangement for West Australian um, players. They'll stay at their home clubs. So. From yeah. from, my, from my point of view, from Claremont's point of view, I, I would love West Coast to take him because then I know that we'd have him, we'd have him most of the year.
1: I don't know. I really don't know about like not having like a like at least like a host or a feeder club because I mean like I mean because like because like this, just hear me out. Uh, you, the old saying goes. I mean, in say, I'll, I'll use Hawthorn for example. If you are or in any club. If you're out of form, you go back, say Hawthorne to Box Hill, learn the way or even at Hawthorne, if you drafted, you go into Box Hill, you learn how our systems are played, and then you sort of work your way up from there. I really am interested as to how they how that would happen if West Coast doesn't have a feeder club. How would they, you know, get those grow their systems? It'll go back to white walks.
0: Um, West Coast won the 92 and the 94 premierships and I even think you'll find them won the 2006 premiership Um, where the players are playing from their home clubs That's the WA based players what they'll probably do with the interstate players, the ones they draft from interstate those guys will probably either be farmed out or they'll go to one club which is fair enough, which will be different to what they didn't do before, like before under the old system even the interstate players would be farmed out. Whereas this time I think they'll go to one club. Not sure where that'll be, but they'll go because it's just about every, funnily enough, just about every waffle club's rejected. Rejected the overtures of West Coast, by the way. They've rejected them. So, yeah. Um, What will probably, so they'll they'll still be playing for the, and that was how that used to happen. You know, when Jared, look, give you an example. When Nate Fife first started playing for Fremantle, he was playing mm-hmm. for Claremont and he was playing full forward for Claremont and he was kicking goals playing full forward for Claremont. He actually he actually is he actually started life, yeah. life as a full forward. He didn't start life as a midfielder. Um Jeremy McGovern started at Claremont before the ho- when the host club arrangement wasn't in place and he was playing for Claremont. So Yeah. And, he, and, yeah, by, I mean, way, and by the way, playing at full forward.
1: Yeah, I mean I get that, but I mean, like, uh, say, for instance, like, if you're a, a guy who's – let's just say you're – I'll use the VFL example again, hawthorne Box Hill, um, because I no, – You I really, can't really can't use like
0: the VFL, VFL example because that you – yeah know, you can and you can't. Well, 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 well hawthorne, like Hawthorne's, Hawthorne's like. the rarity. Hawthorne's the rarity.
1: Yeah, but, um, but I mean, but I'm just saying, like, for example, if you were to say, okay, then go back in the twos and they say to him, Playing in the midfield, I want to see how he goes in the midfield and whatnot. Can they do that? West with their Coast that. Or...
0: West Coast, yeah, West Coast have done that now. West Coast have done that in the past. Now, I'll tell you right now, uh, West Coast tried that a few times with Claremont, uh, under Jared Neesham. And Jared Neesham told Mick Maltese where he could stuff it. Um, result of that was those players ended up going to other clubs. Now, that's Claremont took that position, and other clubs in the WHL took that position. They said, well, you can you can go stuff it. We're playing where we see. Funnily enough, I, I, I want to make this point. Kingsley Hunter is an example of it. Kingsley Hunter played all his football under Jared Nation at full forward. Yeah. For a brief period of time at Claremont, he was tried in the back line. When he got to the Western Bulldogs, what did Terry Wallace do with him? Terry Wallace remembered watching a game where he played in the back line for Claremont. Terry Wallace played Kingsley Hunter in the back line at West, West at the Western Bulldogs. He was a better footballer. He was no good as a forward because this guy, look, King, all due respect to Kingsley Hunter. Kingsley Hunter could miss a goal from five meters out. And he could, he could literally miss a goal from five minutes. He could actually kick, I actually witnessed him from 10 meters out kick the ball out on the floor. Straight in front. Straight in front. So, you know, you know, there you go. So Look, in the past it's worked, it's worked perfectly fine. How does that work? It's worked perfectly fine. The reason I say you've got to be very careful about citing the BFLs in a comparison scenario is because Hawthorne is the rarity. Hawthorne just has Box Hill, whereas North Melbourne had Werribee, they had uh, Frankston or someone else, and they had someone else. They had about three clubs that they were putting their players in. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a bit.
1: That was so, really yeah. I'm just still trying to figure out how the hell can you kick a ball out in the full ten meters out. I'll talk
0: to you after. I'll tell you how he did it after the show, mate. Trust me, Kingsley Hunter was was, you know, he he was he was something special. That boy. Um...
1: <laughs> oh, I, I I can't even. <laughs> I uh, out in the floor you said. Yes, ten meters out, straight
0: in front, kicked it out in the floor.
1: Out in the four. Okay, so ten meters. So what? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's just move on because I'm, like it. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> Mate, yeah, but I mean, like, even if you sh- even if you shake it, I mean, like, it... go. Oh, let's move on. Let's, yeah. move, let's move on. I can't, I, so the draft I, is coming I, up. So we will I, we will I can't,
0: I can't. we will talk about the draft. In fact, we'll have a check to see when is it is. We may be do we may, if we can, if I'm available, we may try and do a a a, a draft show, maybe, or a post-draft show. Uh, when,
1: Wednesday. Uh, I think it's Wednesday. I think it's November 24th. Okay, so
0: we might even try to do a bit of a – oh, might be a bit tricky, but we'll see we'll, how we go. We might do a post-draft, either a post-draft Great Sports Debate or another post-draft show, but we will definitely do something, mm. folks, so tune in, tune in for that. Uh, rugby league news. Well, the uh, the, the Dolphins are uh, uh, have released some merchandise. Have you caught, you caught the, the Dolphins'
1: new merchandise? I a bit of merchandise, like the shirts and whatnot, but no. What, what other merchandise have they put out?
0: Well, they put out their jerseys. They put out their shirts. They put out their hats. They put out some kids ranges, I think. Um, oh, All they, they, out they, out Dolph- are, are they put out a little dolphin.
1: They put out a. They put out a little dolphin plushie.
0: Uh, don't think so. Don't think so. But that may well come. That may well come. Uh, although the wish West- that'll show. One. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, WA Rugby League are not very happy at them because they've pinched the WA Rugby League's colours for the West Coast Pirates. Um, so, but I actually think if when the time comes and WA does get a team in the NRL, I'd actually like to see WA do something along the lines of what they did with Fremantle. Uh, come up with something a bit different. Stop going for the traditional, traditional colours and find something a bit different. You know, let's look at this. Let's face it, Dolphins Dolphins are pretty much gone with the normal. Red and white and yeah. maybe a bit of brown. We'll uh, come up with something different. Let's do something different. You know, uh, you get sick of the same, the same old, same old. Um, there are other colours out there if you if you want to be a little bit
1: original. Um, I got one. I got an idea. Green, pink, yellow, black. Yeah, yeah. I'll mix with orange. Mixed with a bit of purple, missed... <laughs> no, no, yeah. i have got careful that it doesn't it
0: uh, it doesn't start to get get a little bit convoluted. <laughs> but anyway, but, so the Dolphins have been doing a fair bit. There's there's what
1: about purple and blue.
0: Yeah, well there you go. But that, that mind you, that's sort of the storm. If you want to you want to be you want to be
1: no oh, purple, black, and white. That's the storm. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happened. but. Yeah, the Dolphins have started. There's talk around who they're going to sign. Ponga is obviously the name that keeps getting uh, keeps getting thrown up. Um, yeah, have you heard much about what's going on in the world of rugby league at the moment? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Exciting, it's actually relatively quiet.
1: Oh, well, to be honest, there is some talk about player movement. I mean, there are player movements. Um, um, happening um, and, and whatnot, um, talks about that. Um, you know, I mean, look, play, I mean, look, both both in sport, you know, there have been, you know, players that have been talked about, you know, both in AFL and rugby league. He's like Liam Jones in the AFL. I'm not going to say any of that, but i was just saying, you know, stuff like that is there's, there's what's been happening as well. But player movement, I mean, like, there are talks that, you know, players are wanting to – some players are going to England, other players – Switching clubs, Benji's um, back at the target. Uh, yeah, look, I'm very happy. That's that. I'm very happy that Benji's back as a uh, um, as a coach. Um, yeah, it's good. I think that's I, good. I think I, you'll, be I kinda, able, I, you'll
0: be excellent in that.
1: Area. I kind of I kind of put out a Facebook post, and I was going to put out a tweet, but um, but um, I decided not to put out a tweet, but I was going to put out, but I put out a Facebook post. All is right with the world. Everything is now restored. Um, in my everything is now restored. My faith in humanity has now been restored because you know Benji's now back at the home where he belongs, um, back where it all began, back at the club, um, back at the club where it He's all began. World world, I mean, he he'll do well as a coach. I think. Yeah. He'll do well but I also, yeah, and and, and I think also there because because I think that they also have Robbie Farrah out there at the club, and I think it, it brings a little bit of that Tigers history, you know. You've got to have a bit of
0: that. you got to have a bit of that, and and I agree with you. Mm, and and South have particularly South's have tried very hard. That's something South Sydney have always tried very hard to do. And I know a couple of other clubs in Sydney have tried very very hard to do it. And I know some AFL clubs try very hard to do it. And I know certainly from a football waffle point of view, Claremont prides itself in making sure that the history is there. I think you've got to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the Dolphins may be making a mistake. They may be making a mistake in not either having Redcliffe or having something in the name that links them to the Moreton Bay area because that actually takes – that's their history. All said and done, it's the history of Arthur Beats and it's the history of all of that. And I think when you start start cutting your ties – and Port Adelaide, all due respect, Port Adelaide – the power and Mr. Koshy, they've learnt that lesson. When you start cutting uh, ties, but, you start having
1: problems. But I will, but I will say this now. I mean, going into what Dad, you know, going into you know, like Koshy and everyone saying about call like Power cutting ties and whatnot. What I'm talking about is this isn't. Um, I mean, sure, Robbie Farrell, you know, Bauman Jr. and like or I mean, like West Jr. and yeah. whatnot. But what, but, but what I'm talking about in history. It's not about it's not Bowman Tigers history, it's not West Magpies history, it's West Tigers history. It is a yeah. he is a West Tigers great, he is a 2005. Yeah. He is our only, I'm I'm the the same I'm yeah. The I mean, yeah, I know. but, like, but, like, but, like, but that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, in regards to like when everyone's saying, Oh, yeah, we you know, because like when you're saying that with Koshy, there, they yeah, like, I accept the fact, you know, we're not Bowman, we're not that there. That's where I think maybe some of the AFL.
0: You are and you aren't, Karen. Well, we're you a You've got parts of West in you, West's in you, and you've got the mm-hmm. old no, West in you, you've got parts of the old Berlin in you. And, and yeah. I don't think you get it, even, a, a Brisbane, look, I'll give you this example. Brisbane and Fitzroy. A, a Brisbane not, do Brisbane not have the heart of that Fitzroy lions in them? Of course
1: they do. Anyone that says they don't. Yeah, I mean, anyone that says yeah, they don't. I mean, of course says, they do. You know, so it's no different with the West. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, of course, uh, they still have that Fitzroy blood in them, but their history is from what they've done, you know, the to the Brisbane and yeah, one, to the Brisbane wine. Yes, of course, sort of, of, course. The same. of course.
0: And 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 I agree with you. And history is important. And I think port. I think this is where what I'm. I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think that's where the port power realised them their folly, is that they cut their ties far too much with with the history and, the, and a very very good history of the Port Adelaide Magpies Football Club. It's the, mm-hmm. apart from East Fremantle, it's the strongest history of any uh, any team playing uh, of, uh, Aussie rules football in this in this country. Um, and I think they made, made a bit of an error. But anyway, that's that's another issue. But good on it. Yeah, in other news, here's, here's a good one, and good on the QRL for doing it. The QRL's announced today that, the, their Queensland women's origin team is going to be paid exactly the same amount as their Queensland men's origin team next year, and of course the first one of those origin games is going to be in Perth, which is huge. Uh, still, I don't I don't think there's been announcements whether there's going to be a three-game women's series, but at least they, at least the QRL has announced that they're actually going to they're actually going to give them parity in terms of money.
1: Look, I'm okay with the equal pay. I mean that that there's all well said and done, but I'm on this here, I'll say this now.
0: You want a three-game series?
1: Because I want a three-game series, but I yes. also like. But 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 for instance, how do I say this? Because they're going to get paid what close to fifteen thousand or whatnot. Well, I agree. With you. How, how how that that per game, it should be a three-game series. Three series. But then that's forty-five thousand. But insane. But 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 that's another issue. That's not what I'm talking about. Because it's now actually. In that realm, now of being equal pay as the men, now it's fifteen thousand. How that makes now selection now more means that coaches now will now have to justify their, their their selections more now because there's no feeder competition like the NRL for the for the women, I meaning that they don't go back to those clubs and they don't play and they get and they don't get paid. So it's like now, yeah. Well, the NRL is going to have
0: to have a bit of a look at that. One, yep. They're gonna to have to spend a bit of time yes. on all of that now.
1: But yeah, which is now which is why now the NRL has to now have a has to, has to have a look at that because because if like, I would have if, if, you if, say,
0: I, if I'm sitting in yeah. Landy's shoes, uh, I would have made it a condition of the Dolphins coming in that they had to have a women's team in the NRLW. Being the new team, I would have said well, well only had to, I only, have to take a well, uh, team t- put a team. Okay, uh,
1: well, the stupid thing is about it is the fact that there's, there's only four teams. They, I don't, think he's going to be they don't have any, next year. Well, they don't have a competition. Yeah, they don't. That, that, that's the point there. To what I'm sort of saying. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. I agree where with the you players that. aren't getting. Where the players aren't getting paid themselves. This and now they're getting paid fifteen grand if they get kicked per game. That makes selection all the more. Oh, it does. On the pressure, on but that if you only have this, one game. It, 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 yeah. Because, Actually, three you know, and, and, and especially and especially if it's one game because like if you play one game, it could change, you know, your livelihood and, and and all that there just from just from this here. So that's why I'm saying it's gonna make selection now. I know I'm talking a little bit about money and whatnot, but I'm just saying it makes now selection now. I have to make coaches and people now say, right, they're picked because of this, this, and this. Where you can't go and you say, oh, they're playing well in this here. Yeah. But there's no yeah, W's. No. So I think now Queensland – and look, to be honest, I'm all for this for the equal pay, to be honest. I'm all for it. Think, it. I just agree, I I just think, to be honest, what they've got to do is they've got to make it three games. Because I like women's rugby league. I actually think it's – I actually think it's actually um, just as uh, – uh, I, I think some of the hits are just as hard as the men, not not as harder, but just as hard as the men. I mean, like some of the players that can are very talented, and some of the ladies are very talented. They can play very good football, um, and 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 whatnot. But I'm just sort of saying that now, 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 now the QRL have done this. What's the NRL going to now do now in regards to make sure that 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 selection is going to be? Well, I mean, I guess it's a watch this space
0: scenario, isn't it really?
1: Yeah, because could you imagine? Because could you imagine, mate, if there was no NRL, if there was no NRL, but they paid players fifteen or thirty thousand a game, and they, and there was no rugby league competition like we have now, how would they justify saying? How would they justify picking these players? Would it just be like you know, like people could actually say, oh, it's not based on form; it's based on connections. Yeah, it is an interesting That's one. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. And it's an interesting one in interesting things. But
1: so really, so really my gripe is I want it before before we wanted women's state of origin, I want a women's competition. That's all I want.
0: Well, I'd like to see it, yeah. And 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 yeah, I agree with you on part of that. And I also agree it should have a three game series, and that series should be equal billing to the men's series and probably probably played in the same locations. I I agree with you on that. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see what happens. And Moving on, Liam Hendricks, Australian Liam Hendricks. I think he's actually a birth boy, if I'm not mistaken. Liam Hendricks has been named as the AL or the MLB American League Relieving Pitcher of the Year. He's, it's a pretty big award. Not many, I don't think he's the first Australian ever to be, I think, ever to get it. So, congratulations to Liam Hendricks. The Chicago, he plays for the Chicago White Sox. And, um, He's been named you as the well. the pitcher of the year. No, but I've seen him play. He's a very, very, he's very, very good. I watched him play I in the he, um, in the Field of Dreams series, the Field of Dreams game, and um, he was pretty awesome that night.
1: I thought that. Um, I, I thought that you know, I mean, like I used um, you always say, oh, you know, Australia um, the, the East Coast wanted to be one Australia only when it was it But WA. We know oh, everyone. No. We're all.
0: Anyway, so congratulations to Liam. Congratulations to him on, on, on that achievement. Uh, well done to him. And uh, that's that's good on him for doing it. So there you go. Um, Wallaby Spring Tour. They lost to Scotland. Is that on? Huh? Yeah, that's on.
1: Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean we I mean spoke about I think it a, a couple of weeks ago. I completely forgot about the springtime. I mean, I saw it. I mean, I saw it. England's coming up. They lost to
0: Scotland. England's England's coming up now. They've got England now. They lost to Scotland, Mm -hmm. which is not a great result. Huh? How do we go? What was the score? I think it was 11 to 7 or something ridiculous like that. Uh, It's not too bad. Um, England's next. That's going to be a real test. And then I think it's Ireland, and then that's it. So.
1: Or way Ireland and Wales, and I think that's it. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, we re, uh, look, as I said, there, it's all about for us. We just got to put in the effort. We have got to show, you know, as long as, as, because we just got to show that we are trying. I mean, like, um, I can take a eleven to seven loss, or I can take a, you know, a, you know, a you know like an 8-6 loss for instance yeah. you know because like I mean because I mean like the field goals in rugby union you know like they're worth three a, 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 a penalty goal is worth three so it's like it just takes it just takes some of there so I mean as long as as long as it shows that we, as long as we show that we're trying I'm all happy I'm all well and good for that there but um, that that is really all, all I care but I really want to see how we go against England um and yeah, I mean, just like
0: that that oh, yeah. more than of course, course Eddie worst. Jones has Eddie Jones has been caught up the um, So it'll be interesting to see how the England camp's going. Um, yeah, it could be it could be interesting, but they do have to do well against England. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, no doubt about that at all. Anyway, that brings us to the end of that part of the show. We now move to our final part of the show. So over to you, Kieran.
1: All righty, hold on. Hold on, folks. Let me just get my sunglasses for the time of the show. All right, folks. Welcome to the end of the great sports debate to wrap up. This is called my segment called Sport and Non-Sports. I mean, we should really get a sport. We should really we should really have an effect where I zoom in with the glasses and it says sport and non-sport. But anyway, alrighty, mate. What are you looking for? All righty, mate. What are you looking forward to this week in sport? And what are you looking forward to this week in non-sport?
0: Well, this week in sport, I'm looking forward. to I'm back up in Perth. I leave. I head back to Perth um, next Thursday. Uh, I'm back in Perth uh, for a week for for a while, uh, and we'll let you know when next week's great sports debate is going to be on because there's a bit of it runs in. We run into some um, some timing issues next week, um, mm-hmm. but um, I'm um, yeah back in Perth uh, and uh, going to be. Going to be running some uh, uh, some taster sessions with what I'm now doing um, the new new coaching project. So looking forward to that next Saturday, not tomorrow, but Saturday week. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to in sport. I'm looking forward to of being back in Perth from a non-sport point of view. Back up in Perth, going to be catching up with some people, doing some stuff, which is which is something I'm looking forward to.
1: Non-sport. Oh, yeah, that is, okay. okay. My <laughs> sorry, okay, sorry. Uh, my sport is. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, A League as well as also the um, uh, cricket final. That's that's going to be coming to Australia and New Zealand. Uh, the trains. I mean, at least you know one thing. It's coming. To, it it it's going. It's coming down under. Whether it's either coming um, to Australia or it's going across the ditch. It's going to be yeah, between yes. one of the transpaz. So it's coming down under. Um, <laughs> um, just, just which side down under, Australia <laughs> or New Zealand? But, um, but yeah. So that's what I'm to. I wonder if we can get a New Zealander or someone um, on um, uh, who, who loves cricket uh, on about um, and talk about this. But anyway, um, my um, non-sport, you know, I mean, as I said. Um, uh, um, I sent it last week. Um, saying it again, you know, I'm looking forward to you know um, the uh, new chapter of one of the series that I've been reading. Yeah, Black Clover. Read read that. There, heard the spo- heard the spoilers. Uh, a friend of mine told me some spoilers, and I was like, going, oh no! One of my favorite characters could potentially die. So I'm like, shit. And also the Twice. Um, I'm looking forward to reading it, to listening to that song. There, it came out. It came out 30 minutes before we went to. Um, while we're on the show. So it's like, I want to listen to it. So, all right, mate, yeah, sure thing, Doomsday and your Friday love.
0: Well, my sure thing, um, my sure thing is that um, one of, <laughs> my sure thing is that the World T20 Cup will be coming down under. That's my sure thing. It will be coming down under. Um, like yeah, you say, which, which side? We're just not sure which side, which side of the ditch, but it will be coming down under. Um, the
1: Dutch over here?
0: Yeah. My doomsday relates a little bit to uh, my doomsday is 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 a little bit to do with around cricket, but well, it is to do around cricket. My doomsday is this I think, I think. Australia are making a big mistake, a big, big mistake in deciding not to, if they don't pick that young kid, Henry Hunt, I think they're making a mistake. He is in form. I think they need to to pick him to see what he's capable of. I think they're making a mistake if they don't. So my doomsday is I think that'll be a very big mistake if they don't go with him. Uh, My Friday love... Well, my Friday love goes to um, it goes out to uh, to the Newton Bert Bert Newton and his family. Yeah, uh, his funeral was today. His state funeral was today, and um, and we wish them all the very best. And it was a, it was a, a, a very much a celebration today, uh, which is which is what it should be. Funerals should never be. They are somber occasions, but they should always be a celebration of someone's life. And he certainly had a colourful one. And the stories that were yes. told about, he was still cracking jokes right at the very end, um, <laughs> which which is which is typical uh, typical Bert. But he's now he's now with his mates Graham and Don, and uh-huh. you can imagine you can just imagine you can just imagine uh, the jokes flying around wherever they are right now. Uh,
1: having 100%. a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bert Newton. I mean, he was just. Uh, once in a generation, he was a once in a generation well he's actually he's I mean.
0: actually a thrice in a generation because you've got to remember that you had him, you had Graham Kennedy, and you had Don Lane and they were all brilliant and they were all together yeah. at the same time. So uh mind you, mind you, there are others too. Let's not forget that Ernie Sigley. Mm-hmm. Uh the only one the only ones technically still around now is Denise Drysdale or Ding Dong as he's often referred to. <laughs> um So you know, he was really a thrice generation. But the thing you got to remember with him, Kieran, is that they were they were triple threats. They could do stage, they could perform on TV, and they were on radio. In fact, Bert Newton, most of the early part, along with Graham Kennedy, they were they were um, they were on radio as
1: record boys. I think you know, yeah. I think to be honest. This is probably we'll never see someone like Bert Newton ever again. I think, um, mm, yeah, have, we might, we not right like, but I mean, there's Eddie. No, yeah, I mean, like, well, you, you had to say that because, like, because, like, like you stole what I was going to say. Is that? Because, like, because, like, what I was going to say was the closest person you could say is as, like, Bert Newton now is like Eddie Maguire in the fact that he does radio and he does. Um, shows and he does those things. So I mean, you could argue that a little different. Eddie, Eddie, is,
0: Eddie, I don't think we're ever going to see Eddie perform on stage at the Royal Theatre in, in um a a, a play in in the Mikado or uh, Beauty and the Beast or something. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, but I mean no, but I mean like. But I'm just sort of saying that I mean, like, it's like yeah, I get what you year, uh, With with Bert, with Bert, Newton, I mean, it's like we're not going to see someone like Burt for um, potentially not for a while. And I mean, and if you want to go to anyone who was as close as Bert Newton in regards to stuff, uh, like multiple things, you'd potentially say it would be Eddie McGuire. Um, but yeah, but we. You know, but I mean, but Bert, you know, much love. I actually remember when he was on, when he done Bert's Family Feud back when I was on her as a kid. I mean, like, I mean, like, I remember watching that. Yeah, that was years. a new fated so, program
0: that didn't last very
1: long. Yeah, but I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so yeah, but Bert, yeah, much love. Um, once in a generation, well, not thrice in generation, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, an icon um, of, of Australian yep. theatre.
0: You,
1: uh, you, mate, so you're, you're next. You got to name yours yet. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, shit! Uh, look, my, uh, my short thing. Um, you saw my one in the fact that, the, that, that I was going to say the World Cup was coming down under. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Look, uh, look, my short thing. Uh, look, um, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be um, talk. I'm, I'm going to be talking to you over the next couple of weeks and whatnot. We're going to be having a lot more. We're going to be having a lot of conversations. Um, especially with some of the stuff that's uh, coming up with uh, Fiji Sports. Um, yeah, from, don't let the cat out of the bag just yet. That's coming last. No, 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 not that. I'm not talking about that there. I'm talking about I'm talking about other I'm talking about other stuff. Yeah, you know I'm mean? yeah, talking yeah, about some of the yeah. others. No, I wasn't yeah. talking about that. I was talking about the other stuff there because because um, on people on on uh, who I want to get on talking with Kieran, you know, so like some yeah. of the names there are who I want to get on talking with Kieran. Yeah, we'll um, right. definitely be in conversations with that there. Um, Doomsday. Don't want to sound like this like two weeks in a row. There's going to be a there could like the A League botches it through the streaming service. It gets botched through the streaming service. That's my doomsday. Um, And look, my look, my Friday love. I'm going to say Matthew Wade and Dave Warner. I'm going to say those two as my Friday loves because I mean, look, Matthew Wade has been under a look. (laughs) I mean, look. I mean, say what you will about him. I, mean, I mean, Matty Wade's been under a hell of a lot of scrutiny over the over the while and whatnot. And to get you know to get us home and and to get us into a final there, you know, I mean, I think that just deserves oh, a good, yeah, good life. And and then, and then and then David Warner as well. You know, I mean, look. Um, everyone's saying you know he he shouldn't be in shouldn't be in the the squad. You know, I mean, like he should be dropped um, from the Australian team altogether. I mean, or his time has come. He's arguably our best player in the World Cup. So, yeah, that's my Friday. Those are my Friday loves. Actually, um, you know,
0: I, we, I do want to say, what, talking about Friday love, I do want to sound out one lo- other Friday love before we finish up. Big shout out. He's announced his retirement after the Australian Open to Dylan Orcott. You know, a, a, real yes, servant, a, real, Alcott. a real servant to Australian tennis and wheelchair tennis and inclusion in sports. So, good on you, Dylan.
1: He's, he's arguably, I believe, one of one of the greatest Australian tennis players of all time. He'll arguably be one of Australia's greatest tennis players of all time. Say what you will, he's arguably. I mean, his record just speaks for itself. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, those those are my things. Sure thing. And we talking to you about talking with Kieran yeah. stuff. Um, uh, Doomsday, Paramount Plus. If the A League, if, if the A League doesn't yeah. do well on a streaming services, in- well, A-League, I agree you with him, yeah. Matthew. A-League. I agree with you. you? Uh, but, <laughs> all right, then. So your idiot of the week, or rant of the week, and your laugh of the week.
0: Well, I'm going to do the idiot and the laugh first because the rant's slightly different. But I'm going to do the idiot and the laugh. The idiot of the week goes to, um, uh, st- to the comments made by Stephen O'Keefe. He, <laughs> he basically decided, I don't know what he was thinking, he had a rent He decided he was going to have a rant. Uh, a two-year-old... Um, a two-year-old... rent yes. um, He said he hates West Australia. He hates coming to the Whacker. He hates Mark McGowan. He... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to come. He doesn't have to come. If he doesn't want to come over here, he doesn't have to come. Uh, I'm sure the Sydney Sixers will do quite, as, quite well without him. Um...
1: Oh, so kick your mouth shut, mate. Kick your mouth shut, mate.
0: So you know, as far as I'm concerned, he, he he gets that. But my laugh of the week goes to Brendan Julian. Brendan Julian, the guy who basically he also turned around and said the test should be taken off WA because of the border. Well, Brendan, that's a laugh because, mate, you wouldn't be where you were. Without West Australian cricket. You wouldn't be on Co- Foxtel Doom and commentary. You wouldn't have played for Australia. Not that you not that you were terribly good at that anyway. And you wouldn't oh. have played for um, And and all due respect, you know, you, you were, you know, okay, he had potential. Brendan could have been the best all-rounder the game I'd ever seen, but he didn't. It didn't happen. And I went to many games at the Wacker where I watched Brendan Julian. Come out to bat and just basically throw it all away. So, and not bowl terribly well. And, you know, let's, let's, so let's be honest. His comments are laughable. He, you know, he needs to remember where his loyalties lie. He needs to remember a little bit about the fact that without Western Australia, he isn't where he is. And the fact remains, the fact remains, Brendan, the border will open, but it will open at a time that suits, that is right for West Australians, that is protecting the health of West Australians. And I want to ask this question. How many deaths are acceptable? To me, none. But everyone else seems to think that 15 deaths a day are acceptable. All this business. Well, none are acceptable to me. So... um, we will do what we need to do. And I just think he's I think his comments are a bit laughable considering considering the fact that the only reason he is where he is is because of West Australian cricket. And the people who helped him oh. here in West Australia, who helped him, the coaches, all of those who 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 put in the hard t- yards to make him the player he was, to give him the potential to be what he wanted to be. Etc. So he's my laugh of the week. His comments are my laugh of the week. Uh, Keith's comments are are, are my, you know, laugh and and that of the week. But my rant of the week goes to something a bit different. And it's not really a rant. And and it goes to, um, there there was an article this week. There was a report this week around declining numbers of, I think it was girls or women in sport and also declining numbers of kids in sport. We've seen, we've seen, some clubs announced, football clubs particularly announced they're going, they're pausing, they're not playing next year in competitions around the country, and et cetera. As a, as a sporting world, we need, to, we, need to, we need to think about the model and the way things are done. Um, the way people want to consume their sport, the way they want to participate in their sport is changing. Not everyone wants to join a cricket club and spend three hours, four or five hours every Saturday out in the middle playing cricket. Not everyone wants to do that anymore. A lot more people want to consume their sport in, in, a, um, in a different way. So my, my, I guess my, my point is, is we need to start thinking about different... We need to start, particularly around junior sport, we need to start thinking about a different model. And this idea that, um, you know, I think we need to get get around this idea that why can't we allow a group of kids, if they want to play, for example, say, basketball or soccer or hockey, football, whatever, but they want to play together, why can't we allow them to register as a team in a competition and play? Why do we have to say, no, you've got to go and join a club and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. That is, that to me is 20th 20th century thinking. We need to start thinking in a 21st century way. Associations and clubs and and sport and grassroots sport in general has to start thinking differently. It has to start thinking around new ways of doing things. We've we've talked about it on this program before. Esports have to come into the equation. Um, The way... People consume their sport has to come in the equation. Uh, I think in, I think clubs should be looking at and an organisation should be looking at whether they can offer, uh, for example, parks park uh, what do I call it park sport, for want of a better term where people just turn up, they sign up on the day, they pay a few dollars and they play a game of soccer or a game of whatever, a pickup game. I think we're going to have I think we have to start looking at that. Uh, I think we have to start thinking differently. Um, you know, we have to think in a 21st century manner, and that that that's where I stand on that. So that's that's sort of what I'm saying, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about some of that in the coming weeks, and I'll start teasing out more and more around what I'm saying. Um, but this is my first, probably my first salvo in that general direction.
1: Just quickly on the Brendan, just quickly when you said there with the Brendan Julian stuff here, do you think it's more like you're just being practical?
0: No, I think it's more that he, it's who he works for.
1: Okay. I mean, look, I mean, look I'm, on, I'm not siding with anyone. Look, look, I don't, I mean, look at obviously. the end
0: of the day, the reason I say it's laughable is because, you know, West Australia will get there. They can have the test match here in WA. There's no reason why they can't. It's just up to them to want to do the work and actually make sure it happens. That's what it boils down to. We've been having sporting teams here in WA for eighteen months. Last AFL season, AFL teams were coming in here, playing a game, and they were doing it whilst they were in quarantine. By the way, it just meant that no one could get near them. That was the deal. It was a it was a bubble. It was an arrangement. So there is absolutely no reason why that can't go ahead. You know, I've said repeatedly, there is no reason why that test match can't go ahead here in Perth. I just think I just think there is something else at play here, and and to be honest with you. With you You know, comments coming from former players, current players who really never really did much at all at that level. um, Let's be honest. um, Aren't helpful. Are not helpful. Everyone just needs to take a bit of a chill pill and just calm down about this.
1: Just calm down. And I've repeatedly said. Can I I just sort of say in in a. Thing, you know, just a quick rebuttal. Just a quick rebuttal because I really want to say this as a rebuttal. You were saying that, that um, the, the Cricket Australia should have been looking at what they were going to be doing about the Sydney Test and the Melbourne Test.
0: Yeah, and I'm saying the same thing ago. Things should have been planned. It doesn't look to me like there's been a terrible amount of planning put in. That's the point I'm making, Kieran You look at you. Mm. You compare the situation with cricket to the AFL. The AFL spent months have conti- and the NRL have planned but the NRL, well, mind you look the end of the season for the NRL looks shambolic, but it just did but the AFL they planned they, they mapped it they're already planning for next season they're already talking about starting the season in March so that they can bank they can bank enough games in case something happens again. So you know to me when you're hearing reports, but the England players weren't even, it, what, the situation here in Australia wasn't even discussed with the England players for about four, five, six weeks before they were due to leave to come to Australia. That's not terribly good, is it? That's not all that very good in the administration. And the point I'm making about former players making comments around the West Australian border and, and quite frankly, playing politics, that's what they're doing, isn't helpful. It is not helpful. It's not helpful. And if, if O'Keefe and Julian think they know better than the health officials of Western Australia, then apply for the job as Chief Health Officer.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, all right, then my um, idiot of the week is... Uh, I'm just going to say AFL again. Because of what's happened, you know, what's been going on in the AFL media. Um, yeah. and um, uh, as I then said there with um, uh, with um, uh, Liam Jones, as to how would be, um, you know, I mean, um, with what's going on with Liam Jones and also what's been happening, you know, with sport, um, you know. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just reading an article here where um someone I think it was um what's it I think it was uh, Adelaide player Stephen Rowe just sort of said you know I mean um you know I mean just sort of said um he can't believe that the journalists have labelled him as an anti-vaccinator and and all that there. My idiot of the week is just how this whole thing is just. Well, there you out. go. It's There's the another non-story.
0: example, isn't it? There's another example of people. Who have no actual health experience making comment around things that they don't really know that much about.
1: Well, I mean, well, I mean, um, well, I mean, the journalist. I mean, well, I mean, Sam Stephen Rose basically said to the journalist, "I honest, honestly, I can't believe he has done that." You know, Rose said on Five Double A. I'm I, like, I'm reading the article here. Um, uh, Lee, um well, uh, he then goes on, I, th- I think he then says, leo's knows where led to the lead. He's hesitant, he's weighing up his, his options, he's undecided, he, um, he, he needs time. Um, I, I Look, my idiot of the week is just the fact that, look, they've just got to, uh, like with this whole vaccine thing and whatnot, they shouldn't be saying to the players, like like they shouldn't be naming players or anything. They should be that. There's personal, private. The, that lot. That there's private. I mean, like their personal. That's between them and the club. Mm-hmm. That's Great. between them and the club. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be out in the public. And and it, particularly when politics and, and particularly when the media then sort of just sort of says um, stuff like you know anti um anti-vaccine. You know, I mean, Stephen Rose just said you know he believes he's hesitant. So who started? so, you know, it, it's just making this here a little bit bigger. So I think, yeah, so my idiot of the week is just sport in general in this whole COVID vaccine. People are going to be hesitant. Okay, that's fine. Give them time. Give them time. Let them just sit there. Let them think. Let them discuss it over. Let them think about it. But that's it. So, yeah, that's my um, idiot of the week. Uh, that's uh, You know, I'll say that as my rant of the week as well, because I mean, that I'll say that there as my rant of the week as well, because I mean, honestly, it, it really does, I mean, get me a little bit, because I mean, go on.
0: Well, you're right, Kieran, but the point, I guess the point we come back to here, and by the way, I'm big for those involved with community sport, particularly to get themselves vaccinated, because you don't know who you're working with in community yes. because it's, it's an important thing. I'm involved with community sport, and I believe it's the thing that we need to do in order to keep both ourselves safe and the people around us yes. safe. I get that. The, 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 thing, um, the thing I think it's, it needs to be more about is not about whether it's mandatory. I think the, the conversation needs to be about choices lead to Have choices? You have choices. But with choices come consequences if you make the decision to rob a bank the consequence of that yeah. is you get arrested and charged and convicted so if you choose not to get vaccinated then there are going to be consequences of that
1: yeah i agree with that.
0: that the consequences of that will play out and the point i'm i agree with you the media needs to just it needs to stop with we've, we've the public has had eighteen months relentless of this, and like everything, they grow tired. But I can say this to the public: if you don't agree with what I say, you don't agree with what Kieran says. You don't. Agree, that's your right. You also have the right to switch
1: off. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, in all honesty, what the media shouldn't be doing, and they, like what the media shouldn't be doing is naming players' names until a statement.
0: Yeah, yeah, has, I agree with you on that. But that all comes back to the same point that I, I'm making. The media, mm-hmm. former, you know, as I say this in the sport, mean, lay off. You are not experts. Mm-hmm. You do not have experience in, in these things. You also, from a media's point of view, you do not know what's going through that, that boy's head, what he's thinking about, what he's weighing up. Lay off. Let him make yep. the decision he needs to make, whatever that may be. He then will have to accept the consequences of whatever that decision is. And he will no doubt do so. Well that's, it it's not, more, does, you're right. It does not help if we start pressuring
1: hmm.
0: where we don't we shouldn't. Yeah. So I agree with, I, I actually yeah. agree with you. I agree with
1: you. Yeah, because yeah, because like, because like Stephen Rowe from what it says there, apparently he says lean is hesitant. Did not say that he does, does not say that he's an anti vaccine or he doesn't want to take it. He just says there from what Liam said, from what Stephen Rose said, he said he is hesitant. So yeah. I so I think so I think, yeah, so I think that there's that my idiot of the week is not it, it, and, and it's not just happening in just the AFL, it's happening across all sports. Until, in all honesty, until a statement has come out from either the player or the club that says I am not I am not playing. With this club, or I'm not playing this sport because um, I didn't because I do not want to get the vaccine, then we should all just lay off. Yeah, and you know that's what, what I'm saying. It, mean, that's it, what it, I'm saying. Really just, it, I,
0: it, I totally yeah. agree with you. And I and that's the point I make about why I made my point about comments made by O'Keefe and Julian. You know, they're not helping, they don't help the circumstances. Mm. Officials are doing their best to try and work out what's best for a, the test match and be the players and everybody. If, if anyone thinks that mm. they're not trying to, then they need to. My argument about what I'm saying is, is it should have been done much. I guess my argument, what I'm saying is, is this should have been happening months ago. That's why yeah, it
1: should have already been planned.
0: And the same point I make, you make, this stuff around the vaccines should have actually been happening in sport and what we're going to do it should have been that should have been going on months ago. The decisions and how they were going to deal with this, and they should have been talking months ago about it. They knew a vaccine would eventually arrive. They knew that was inevit- an <laughs> inevitability in one form or another. Um, and the yep. thing is, the thing is, is
1: that, yeah, I, so I agree with you. We just need to... And uh, Laura, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and also just lastly, we've got to think about the place, health, their mental health yeah. as well. That's just the last thing. No, I was and, saying, and, yeah.
0: and I agree. So, folks, sorry, about, might, the, yeah. sorry about the slight uh, the slight uh, tangent. Philosophical uh, discussion yeah. that we've had here towards
1: the that, end. Of the day. That, that there's my that there's my and ran to the lake, my laugh, I, mean, I actually got two of them. The photo that I sent you, Jerome. Oh yeah, I've seen that. that I I just, <laughs> it's, it has Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, I saw this on Facebook. Those two there with the microphones and one And it says, "What song are they singing?" The song I actually said that they were singing on Facebook is "Islands in the Stream." Like, like, well, actually,
0: actually, it's. To be, to tell you, Karen, it's actually a photo from from a debate, from the debate. You can get it on YouTube, where they're singing the Mahamana song. Mahamana, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Mahamana. Oh, well, I was uh, was thinking I was in the stream, which I thought would have been a little bit more funny. Oh, like
0: well, you can put just about anything to it, but you got yeah. I suppose a the, lip sync.
1: But some, of the, but some of the comments also then say, I think "Beauty and the Beast" or some of the other comments as well. I mean, also don't go breaking my heart or um, others. But yeah, but also my second laugh of the week is I actually found this. I actually found this on Facebook. It's called basketball tic-tac-toe. Um, it's oh, called God. basketball tic-tac-toe. <laughs> I think I've seen it. <laughs> where they go, where they, are these two people, where they are off, off on a cliff, where they're up on a cliff and they throw basketballs down under the bottom, and their basketball hoops in, in there, and they have to go in a line. You're not talking
0: about, you're not talking about the ridiculous mob, are you?
1: Yes. The yeah. They,
0: ridiculous mob. Yeah. I've, I've, I, yeah. Yeah. I know about that. I've I've seen them. They do some other stuff as well.
1: I tell you what, I want to see David Petrosello because I want to ask him, what, what uh, do you think he could do something like that? Well,
0: actually, they they actually do a do a, a show. They actually they're West Australian boys, those guys, um, and they actually do a segment with a couple of guys from America who who put um who put hacksaws and stuff through. Cricket balls and baseballs and stuff. Uh, and what's inside them? Uh, and the reason awesome. why the reason why they did did the segment with the guys from from them is because they did a cricket ball and it turned out that they they bought a cricket ball off the web, which was which wasn't what was a composite one, which is just a cheap thing. The actual cricket ball has quite a different a different setup inside to what a composite one does. So that's that was what it was. So I, I do know who you're talking about. Uh, and they've done yeah. things here in WA. I think they threw a basketball off, off one of the bridges or the towers or something here in Perth and got oh, a hoop and all sorts. They're of.
1: hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hilarious. So I mean, they're my laugh of the week. So I think they actually. And also shout them. out to Ryan. And also shout out to Ryan Sims, who's also watching with us.
0: Oh yeah, well our numbers have gone up, so people must be watching. Um, people must be watching. So yeah. Yeah, no, they're good. They're good fun. Those guys. They're, they've they've done stuff for Telephone, here, which is our big, our big twenty um, four hour uh, broadcast, and they they raised money for Telephone over the duration. I think they threw a. I well, actually think they might have done it this year, where they did something off the top of the Optus Stadium, and they had to get it. I think I don't sure what it was. Maybe oh, they. Oh. I think it was they kicked a the football. I
1: don't we can get them on.
0: off the stadium. Oh, I could probably find out. Could we find out if we could we could try. Um, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe we can do something in and around, in and around the, um, the, the you know, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get them to throw a cricket ball off the, the roof of off the stadium and try and hit a set of stumps. Uh, and try and hit a set of stumps in the middle of off the of Opfer stadium or something crazy like that. I think you can. Get them, I think you can go. By the way, I think you can go online and actually dare them to do something, and they'll actually try and set it up. So you. Uh,
1: all right, then. Well, then we'll see. We'll, well, let's see if we can try and get in touch and see if we can get on the great sports debate and try and see if we can get just a snippet or talk, you know, talk there. Like, we'll see like, how we go. We'll see, go. see we, um, um, we go.
0: Yes, look to everyone out there, and, and and again, you know, our comments are made because we, you know, we, we feel passionate about what we we say, we do, and we make those comments because we, we, you know, it is our ultimately at the end of the day, it's our opinions. And again, you know, you have. As viewers, you have every right to disagree with our opinions, and you have every right to switch off if you're not happy, you don't like it. So you know that that's that's everyone's right in case, and 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 people can do that. So again, uh, just just summing up with that. Now that, that just quickly, uh, we w- I wanted to we we did say in the in the bio that uh, towards the end of the show and we are getting quite a way in there. Um, we've been in for two hours, doing the show for two, just over two hours. It's a long one tonight. Today, uh, I have an announcement to make. Um, uh, obviously, I'm now going to be doing some a very important project that I'm involved with, um, and I've been involved with. And that's why I'm spending backwards and forwards and spending time in Perth, and have been recently, uh, as you'll know from if you've been watching any of our recent shows. You've you've seen me up there a couple of times. I've been from there a couple of times. Um, we have reached a point. I, have, I, I am going to be leaving the great sports debate as Kieran's co-host uh, from January next year because I, I need to put time and energy into what we'll be doing with this and there's going to be a lot of other stuff around it as well. Uh, you'll still see me. I'll still do shows. I'll still from time to time be a guest presented with Kieran. I, I'm not going anywhere just yet. I'm still going to be here till the end of December and and that. So I'm not leaving just yet. Um, but Kieran will be taking over the show as the main, as the, the main host next year. And uh, I think he's going to do an excellent job. But to all our viewers out there and to everybody out there, we are now looking for someone to host the show permanently or from time to time. It doesn't have to be permanent. we can have a rolling number, people, group of people, to host the great sports, co-host the great sports debate with Kieran, starting from January next year. So if anyone out there is interested, let us know on Facebook. Contact Kieran directly on through Facebook. Um, we've already got right Simsy's already said Jay Alice. Well, I'm sure Kieran's already thinking about <laughs> asking Jay to be a guest host. Uh, I actually, think, yeah. I actually think Kieran should ask Simsy to be a guest host. Um, yes,
1: I, will. I was, I was, I was actually If watch.
0: someone would like to do well, it, if someone would like to do it permanently, then we will, we will do the right thing. If someone would like to do it permanently, we will actually audition you. You will do a a short uh, segment with Kieran, um, not live. We'll just do it on Zoom to see how you go, see how it all works. Uh, but if anyone out there wants to, um, let us know. Uh, Kieran, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed being with working with you for the last year. Uh, I've watched you grow into the seasons and get better as we've gone along. Um, you, you, you know, you're you doing an excellent job and you're going to be a great um, host of the show on your own from next year. And I think you'll do a fantastic job with it. And um, to everyone, to our viewers, thank you. I've enjoyed being here. I'm not, as I say, I'm not going completely anywhere. Not the last of me. You'll still see us doing some stuff with Big G Sports Global TV and media and do Sports Global. That will all continue, and all that's going to happen. Um, but it's a new part of the journey that I'm moving into, and I have to I have to put my energies in there, and I have to put my focus in there. So thank you, thank you to Kieran. and uh, and um, I'm looking forward to these last few weeks uh, on the Great Sports Debate
1: with you. Yeah. Oh, mate! I mean, when you told when when you to be honest, we were actually talking about this off-air. I mean, you actually said to me you were going to tell me during the show, but then when I saw we had a special announcement, I messaged said, well, it wasn't. And then when you told me, I'm like going, I'm just like going, like part of me just sort of went, oh, shit. I mean, oh, crap. But then another part of me was like going, this is going to be a joke. And then when you then sort of said to me that like I'll be hosting, I'm like going, oh, my God, oh crap. I mean, like seriously? And then, you know, but I mean – I mean, two seasons with you know, with us, Jerome. You know, you've done it. You know, um, we'll call it the 2020, the first 10 episodes, you know, season one, and then we'll call it 2021, you know, season two. So, I mean, just so, so the first two seasons, you know, you've been with it, you, you know, you've done it with us. I mean, you've done it with me. Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, to be honest, it's, it's gonna feel weird, you know, being the, the number one instead of the number two. So, I mean, it's gonna be weird, but I mean, if anyone who wants to. You know, try and be a permanent role or be a part-time message messages on Face Message Big G Sports Global, or if you know me, message me. But yeah, but um, it's definitely I'm definitely gonna miss I'm definitely gonna miss you. I mean, I'll talk more in, in the last episode, but I mean, um, you know, I mean, but this is also a good thing for us here. That shows that you know we're we're getting busy Big G Sports. I mean, we're gonna grow more. We're gonna start doing more um um things there to try and help grow Big G Sports in which we'll. Um, help us grow and then help um, sport grow and, um, yeah. Well,
0: sometimes you've got to freshen freshen up the show and sometimes you've got to do things a little differently. And um, that means from time to time, looking to change the host and looking to change things around. So um, I'll still be doing some other shows. I'll still do The Thinking Coach with David petrozello although Kieran will also do some of that with him as well. Uh, He'll jump on as a guest host from time to time and take take, take (laughs) David through uh and and we're going to see some other shows i can i can reliably inform you that um there's some other shows coming in the pipeline i'm not going to say what but on here because i don't want to give anything away but there are some other things coming here even though we're no longer on a sport recs, we're certainly going to make sure that we start getting a library of shows happening on youtube and you can go to youtube by the way and catch Talking with Kieran when he sat and had a chat to his good, his mentor and lecturer Peter Farmer, uh, that is there on YouTube now. You can see it there. Uh, I did manage and to. Peter
1: Farm, and, and Peter Farmer was also an Olympian, a
0: Commonwealth Games. So go and check that out. But Kieran, it's been a pleasure, mate. And we'll talk more over the next few weeks. And I'll certainly say that. But uh, come uh, the thirty first of the first of January, that'll be it for me. Um apart from time to time coming back. Um, but um looking forward to seeing where the show goes under your yeah. stewardship. Kieran Longhurst. Yeah. New, Kieran Longhurst about to become the new Carl Stefanovic of the Great Sport. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: man, well, well that means now that we've got to now change up the, the name of the Great Sports today, because it's now it was Kieran and Jerome. Now we've now changed to the to the coach, to, to the man in the sunglasses and the coach. So which means now we gotta now find the the replacement for the coach and so who's gonna be the new uh, who's gonna help out with the man who's gonna help the man in the sunglasses or am I gonna to have to then sort of call myself the iron fist <laughs> pull myself the iron fist or something. But no but um no, yeah, not but the iron be-
0: fish mate doesn't sound good.
1: No, nah, I mean, especially for me, but no, nah, but I mean, look, mate, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to a have of time, so yeah, we'll see how things go, and yeah, I mean, but but yeah, but I mean, as I just sort of said, then, you know I mean, it's you helping Big G Sports, helping us grow as Big G Sports, so then we can then help, um, so then we can grow more, and help Big G Sports grow more, so we can help sport more, so um, don't think of it as goodbye, think of it as more as a promotion, and I'm getting a promotion, think
0: of it like that. Well, yeah, you can think of it like that. Um, you could think of it. Sorry, the show just disappeared again. Um, um, so, um, that sums it up. That brings us to the end of the show. If you are interested in being Kieran's permanent co host or rotating co host, get messages, with, get in touch with his messages Yeah, mess- on Facebook Uh, even talk to Kieran directly if you know Kieran, you want to be involved with it. Talk to Kieran directly uh, if you've got his details. Um, but anyway, thank you to everyone. We'll catch you again next week for
1: another great sports debate. See you then. So, folks.